<laughs> That's so cheesy. It's, it's so bad. I'm so sick of fights. I hate, I hate them. them. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music, and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! All right, this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different record from a different band and we break it down, we find out all the secrets, and we uh, we let you in on those secrets and we try to have a good time doing it. Uh, my name is Tyler and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there, far, far away is Jeff. Uh, while you're listening, you know the drill. Fucking go give us five stars on uh, on the Spotify's, on Apple Music's. As- Asinine Radio is our handle on all the social media, so get into that. We have a Discord server if you want to join that. Hit us up. We'll send you the link. And uh, we have a phone number if you want to call. Leave us a voicemail. Shoot us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. And um, before we start this, I will say, I want to say, this is our 300th episode of the Damn. podcast. 300 episodes later, almost six years later, we're still doing the podcast. And uh, and the reason why we're doing this particular album is because this is the first album we ever did on the podcast, episode number one, which you cannot listen to because it is terrible and it no longer exists on streaming platforms. So, yeah, so we're just redoing this. We're redoing it starting from scratch and um, we're doing this album. So what are we doing today, Jeff? Well, like 300 is a lot, right? That's a, that's that's a, a lot perfect of game episodes. in bowling. If you're, if you're bowling, that's, you, can't, <laughs> you can't do better than that. Right. You're right, you're right, yeah. What is I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think of other you're still 300. Going. I'm trying to think of other things with 300 in it. There's not a lot. There's not a lot. If, if your IQ is 300, you're, you're probably cheating. Um, other than otherwise, <laughs> we are we are doing we are doing Blink 182s, Blink 182s. I'm feeling 
Blink-182 formed in Poway, California in 1992 by Tom DeLonge on vocals and guitar, Mark Hoppus on bass and vocals, Scott Rayner on drums. They currently have eight full-length records, two EPs, one live album, one compilation, three demos, and have sold over 50 million copies worldwide. Uh, but the album we're doing today is obvi- obviously Blink-182's Blink-182. It's the band's fifth record. It was released November 18, 2003. Uh, the album features Tom DeLong on vocals and guitar, Mark Hoppus on bass and vocals, and Travis Barker on drums. And it sold well over 7 million copies worldwide. So I kind of fucked up the beginning part. They actually have nine records if we include Buddha and whatever, and two demos, but I don't know. Whatever it's Mark nine. says, it's nine. Okay, it's nine. What Mark says is law, I guess. Well, he's the only original member, so why would you not? Why that's would you true. not listen that's to him? I don't. I don't understand what the problem is here. But he's not the most important member. Let's just say that. We got that intro out of the way. Let's get into um, to our origin story. Go. I mean, I feel like it changes a lot anyway because we've done a lot of things so many times, <laughs> and that's just things start to get blurred at some point. I uh, as of now, I don't remember. The earliest I remember listening to Blink was at like camp. Was was at camp, and the same guy that listened to Fugazi listened to Dude Ranch, and then later on Enema as it came out. And so that that's like the first real, like like seeing somebody that that you kind of like, like oh that that dude's really cool. I want to hang out with him. He listened to this music, therefore I want to listen to this music. In the same respect yeah. as that, that, like that's why I listen to a lot of Bouncing Souls and like Dropkick Murphys and my, like before I was a teenager because the camp counselors listened to it. So that's, I think, I think that's like my earliest um, my thing with Blink, um, but I, I I know exactly like day one of when I I was exposed to Self Entitled though. All right, I remember that. I like, mean, fucking, it was yesterday. All right, do you want to get into that or? I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. So I found in high school, we were juniors. I found like a Walkman, but it wasn't like a Walkman. It was just a radio, like a handheld radio device, and it was just it fit in the it fit in your palm, and it just had like a a tuner, but it was digital, so you could click the buttons. It wasn't like a a, a wheel turner tuner for radio FM radio, and then it had a a headphone port. You could plug headphones in. So I was sitting in the back of. Mr. Ortega's class. He teach. He taught history. He teached it yeah. history in uh, in high school. <laughs> and and me and friend of the pod JD, um, we were sitting in the Jonathan back. Jonathan Davis. Jonathan, yeah, Jonathan something. Jonathan Davis. We were sitting in the back of the class, and we had heard earlier that that the K Rock was going to drop a Blink song, like at some point throughout the day. And I don't know how we got away with it, but th- throughout the entire like forty five minute period. We shared an earbud, and we finally eventually heard "Feeling This," and "Feeling This" was was uh, was the first song that we heard. And I fucking remember. I remember just like listening, and halfway through, looking up at him, at JD Jonathan Davis, and both of us were just giddy as schoolgirls. We were just blown away by how amazing this new Blink song was. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I will never forget that because that's more recent than everything else. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was only like maybe four years later, but yeah, when well, you initially I mean, heard the band. True, but like, <laughs> damn, we, we graduated high school almost twenty years ago. That's crazy. I know, dude. That's, that's it's shitty. Fucking nuts. It's fucking shitty, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking old as fuck. 
Heisman uh, 20 years ago. It's, it's unreal to think about. But uh, my, my origin story, like you said, my, my memories has faded a little bit because we're fucking old, right? <laughs> we graduated almost 20 years ago. It really does um, like change sometimes because <laughs> I don't quite remember. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty positive I was with friend of the pod, John, and we were we were at his grandparents' house in Anaheim. We were swimming, and they had a golf cart, and so we had like a portable radio, and we had the portable radio on the golf cart, and we were, you know, driving down the street and just fucking around being stupid kids. And what's my age again came on, and that was the first time I remember hearing it, and and I remember we both like looked at each other and we were like, this is so fucking cool, this is real, oh my god, we just couldn't believe like a song, <laughs> we'd never heard anything like that before with what's my age again and that that's my that's how i remember it maybe my cousin played dude ranch prior to enema i don't remember but because most of my a lot of my musical fucking beginnings start with my cousin but uh but yeah no i think it was i think it was that day that summer that hot summer day <laughs> driving a golf cart around listening to k-rock and hearing mm. what's my age again but my 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 origin with untitled was uh, we were driving i was driving in my friend's stepmom's minivan we were going we were actually coming home from laser tag she took us to laser tag and we were coming home and feeling this came on the radio it wasn't like the world premiere like you i heard it maybe the following weekend but yeah it came on on k-rock and and i it was somebody i it was another instance where it was something i'd never heard i never expected uh from blink and something i'd never really heard in music up to that point it was just so it was just so different in everything. Like no band sounded like feeling this at all. It's 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 I a agree. wild fucking song. So that's kind of why we played it as the intro because I f- we both figured that is kind of our start to uh, to this record and and everything. So yeah, so feeling this that that's my my origin story with the song with the album and everything like that. So with that, uh, do we have any stinkers on this particular record? No. No, no, come on. Neither, neither do I. Neither do That's I. Silly. So, I also want to say we're we're going to be doing not just the album, but we're going to be adding "Not Now" to this because it should have been on this fucking record. So we're adding "Not Now" and we're adding "Another Girl, Another Planet" the cover because why the fuck not? This is our three hundredth episode. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Whatever the fuck we want, baby. Okay, so then let's start with our biggest banger. Oh no, actually, let's get into feeling this since we already played it. Feel sound good. I want to go in her room, and I'm feeling this. I want to go in her room. <laughs> that's, that's my 2B. <laughs> two B. Okay. I this is this, this, my, so uh, this is my 6B. Of my course 6B. it is, because it's popular. It was a single. Uh, see, yeah, this I, is my 2B. Even, even, even when I was listening today, I, I thought, okay, this is not going to be a top B for me, but you're going to say that thing. You say it every yeah, time. I know, because you're, every you, think fucking you're, you think you're a cool guy. You think you're a cool I guy. I am a fucking cool guy. Like, legit, this is a really, really, really good well-written song lyrically musically it's a perfect fucking song but yeah. because it's popular you cannot put it in your top three b's oh my God. just saying Dude. your top b's probably always and then like asthenia and then i don't know probably <laughs> something else with tom in it but yeah dude, okay come on. Well, feeling this. it's a perfect song it's a perfect fucking song it is it's absolutely perfect i agree with you but it's still my 6b and i don't care i don't oh. care they yeah, but, like what no, you got you go ahead. Tell me why you don't like the song. No, I, I was just gonna to say, it. I was gonna reiterate that that you said before that this is the first song that they wrote for the record, yeah. which is wild to think about because there are 
a lot of layers to the song. There's a lot to break down in this particular song. It's not a straightforward, not really a straightforward song. So like, so. like it, it, I also watched that doc, that, that MTV um, mm-hmm. 45 minute thing, whatever it was called. I forgot what it was called. Making this record. Album thing. launch. That's fine. Yeah. That's same thing. Um, <laughs> they didn't do shit. They didn't do a goddamn thing that entire 100, 240 days. So, <laughs> so like when it came out that this was the first song like fully written and recorded, eh, okay, I guess, maybe. But they had 200 days to hang out in the house, smoke a lot of pot, watch a lot of porn, drink a lot of alcohol. Play and, a lot of Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, and just like flesh out a lot of songs. So, okay, maybe maybe this was like the first full song they wrote, but this is not like the first full song they wrote. Cause if you just take that doc at face value, there's a neighborhood song like right at the gate. Oh like yeah. In the first fucking yeah, five minutes. Night. There's, there's a neighborhood song on that. So I don't, I don't fully think that, like this is the first song that they wrote. I, I just think it's the first song they, I don't know, maybe, maybe buckled first down song they outlined. and recorded, yeah, the, I yeah, guess. Yeah. But no. But when it comes to yeah, I, I feel like it, when they were at the house, yeah, I agree with you. It seemed like they they, they didn't do anything. Even in the doc, it said that they they only f- had finished like six songs by the yeah. time they got kicked out. They were there for like four months or something, or three months. Almost seven and months they were there. They were for like almost three hundred days. Long? It was like two hundred sixty days. Yeah, it was it was a long fucking time. But yeah, they only got six songs done, and then they pretty much had to buckle down once they got to like an actual studio, and. Yeah, it's fucking wild. So I watched, I watched the doc as well, but I watched the 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 version where Mark watched it along with it with with the on his Twitch stream. So he added a lot of little anecdotes and things like backstories about a lot of the parts, and um, and he was saying like how much money was wasted on the record because after the house, which is already expensive, they were going to like the most expensive studios in L.A. and San Diego to to just record and rehearse he said it was so stupid to the point where they had to rehearse for like you know the uso tour so they rented they were still at like conway studios which is like the most expensive studio to rent out in la or hollywood and they were just rehearsing the tour at that studios when they could have done it at like travis's warehouse or like fucking anywhere else (laughs) but they just had they had all this expendable income from the label that they just fucking did it. And he said it was a colossal waste of money. And that's management. Like, where was their management? Yeah, yeah. They were throwing and, so much money at them. And this was like the first album where they like took an interest in production, right? And yeah. we're talking, like, how many albums deep is this? Like, why are you finally taking interest in, like, production? How to actually produce your own music? How to, like, get a hand in it? Like, that's just... Dude, these guys are so fucking immature. So immature. It's unreal. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I, I Mark was saying like this is the this was the album where he he began to use Pro Tools like learn how to use Pro Tools. He was asking Jerry and and the Jerry and Jerry. the um the the engineer like you know what does this do what does that do and that leads into this song because the the ready for action at the beginning it was like the day it was the first day of um of everything and they had every, all the equipment was in but Mark and the engineer were the only ones there and he was messing with Travis's like turntables and sampling and everything. And he, and Mark was the one who came up with that uh, ready for action. I mean, it was a sample, but it was it was him like scratching it. And then the doc, you could see him like doing that part uh, for the record. Yeah, he's so. just like he, well, he stumbles on it. Like, he's not. Yeah, I don't know, man. When you're five albums deep, 
how do you not know how to produce anything? Like, how do you not have a hand in your production in any way, shape, or form as, like, a big-time rock band? They are now a big-time rock band. And, and the fact that they still, even to this day, still don't have, like, a firm grasp on, like, production of their own music, it just it bothers me. It really bothers me. <laughs> I know. It's like they they go and produce other artists. Like Travis has been doing all this shit for years. Mark too, and Mark too. Yeah, Mark. You know all the bands, Motion City soundtrack, and so on and so forth. But then they still get John Feldman. You know, it's like, and then when at this point, you know, they have Matt Skiba, and Matt Skiba has had a huge hand in a lot of the stuff that was that they were doing that he does in Alkaline Trio. And it's like, dude, you have three professional musicians essentially who have done everything in the studio. And yet you still hire somebody to be a fourth member and like, come on, man. It is fucking irritating. It's annoying. It's irritating. I, ugh, it's disgusting. I know. I know. I know. But feeling this, man, feeling this is really good. It's fucking great. Yeah. That, that guitar line too, that it's, it's very unconventional sounding like up to this point, even when boxcar racer, Tom wasn't really right. He never wrote riffs like that. It's, it's weird. It's it's almost like it's off time, and I think you really I have think, to think about when you play it. I think what he's doing is he's just hitting a power chord, but omitting like the middle string. So he's just essentially doing like an octave yeah. of whatever yeah, note yeah. it is, but then adding the slide to the ring or like that slide. It's adding the slide and then the open E on top of it. That wait, wait, no. But like when you trying to think out when you slide a lot of open like when you slide a note, you you think like you want to slide. And then immediately go right back down to like the root note when you're done hitting the top of your slide. But he lets yeah, the yeah. top of the slide ring out for just enough time so you get that note. But then he's already on his way back when you realize that it's been there for too long. And he's already done with it. He's already gone. And I love <laughs> it's that. fucking I cool, it. I love it too. And they're putting the flange on the too. drums so it's like that, that, that flange noise on the drum sound. Like that's, come on. Like what are you, what are you doing here? That's stupid. That's, that's. That's like 80s shit. That, that stuff that they would do like in the 80s. You're putting effects on drum sounds now. Yeah, but well, like, it, I was reading too, his, his drum sound on this particular song, or at least in the intro, they, they recorded it. It said like, a, like in the old school way where they set up two, two tape machines and they recorded the drums with those two tape machines and then put it together and that's how you get that flange. Like it wasn't just like a plug-in they used on Pro Tools or Logic or whatever. They, right. they actually like went really old school and did it on tape to get that that drum tone and then in the dock uh there's a part where mark stops the video and he says if you look behind travis you see just like all these fucking snare drums and there's probably like 10 snare drums just sitting there because they focus so much on just tone like everything about this record is about tone and it shows it absolutely shows and like that tone stems from because travis knows even though travis is show-offy and a fucking cuck like Travis is a drummer that knows tone, and yeah, yeah. Travis usually would just lay down drum lines and then take off, and he even like says it at some point. He says, "I usually just come in here, lay down drum lines, and take off," but he wants like a bigger hand on the production of this record. And so there's a lot of songs melodically that he has a hand in writing. Like "I Miss You," he has things in "I Miss You" that that are from a drummer's perspective, but then also like he he's a songwriter also, so. So the songwriting thing is, is one aspect of like his drumming, but like the tone, he knows what he wants. He knows how to achieve it. Whereas Mark and Tom, 
don't know anything about tone other than <laughs> yeah. other than like I don't know, one pedal, you know, one one amp, one pedal, let's 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 I don't know, let's have at it. When I want distortion, I'll click the pedal on, and when I don't want distortion, I'll click it off. Whereas I, I think like Travis, as much shit as we talk on Travis, like the dude knows music. Like the dude knows drum he music. Does. He knows how to achieve a specific tone. He knows how to play drums with a tone to match the feeling of a song. I agree. And what's what's so frustrating about Travis Barker now, one of the things that's frustrating is that we know what he's capable of. Like, you know that he can, if he takes the time, he can do a lot of cool stuff tone-wise and, and musically and everything like that. But the way the music industry is now, it's like, you got to pump out shit all the fucking time. You got to constantly be throwing shit out there. And that reduces the quality of, quality of a lot of it because it's not about the quality. It's about quantity and how much is out there and that's why travis is throwing out so much shit even if it's i mean a lot of it's not good but he's throwing a lot of it out there and he's marketing it really well and he's becoming very popular because of it but it's fucking annoying that you know he could do better but he doesn't do it because that's the harder path i feel yeah so fucking annoying because this is a perfect example of that this and even Boxcar Racer, his tone on Boxcar Racer is fucking solid. <sighs> it matches. It's, it's. I mean, it's all about like he's a drummer. Drummers aren't aren't like writing music. They're not. They're not really doing anything except supplementing. For the most but they, part, but so they understand. Not, they understand when they sound good and when they sound bad. Right. Right. So like like when you're supplementing, you don't want to overshadow, but you don't want to like undercompensate. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you want to build up the music more than you want to take away from the music. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like that's what like drummers struggle with. If you're not a good good drummer, then you're just kind of like keeping a beat. You're 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 a Meg White at that point. If you're not if you're not embellishing, if you, if you're not like setting up the music to be better, then you're not like a really good drummer. Like the 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 best drummers of all time are the ones that that set up the music to be better. Like if you took out like Bonham and replaced him with somebody else, like Zeppelin's music would just straight up not be as good. It would yeah, still be absolutely. great, but it would just would not be as good. And that's yeah, what like yeah. really establishes like a great drummer. And Travis is a great drummer when he wants to be, when he's not being fucking lazy. <laughs> and that's what's super frustrating. Yeah, when he's not trying to make money and try to market his image or his his company. Dude, yeah, Travis Barker is so shit. fucking far beyond like marketing at this point. He, God, I, I, it's unreal. It's unbelievable the circles he runs with for being yeah, mediocre deliberately. <laughs> That's so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> it's, he's, like he's a great drummer and he deliberately tries to be mediocre. And yeah, because yeah. he's me, because he, he's mediocre, people love him. Fucking guy. Oh, all right. So back to feeling this. Um, oh, so I, I was reading too when 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 they wrote the lyrics to this song. This is another one of the examples on the song where they Mark and Tom went into separate rooms and wrote wrote their respective chorus and and verses, and they came they came back and showed each other what they had, and it miraculously matched up or went well together. And uh, whether or not that's true, that's pretty fucking rad, right? I mean that's one hundred percent probably not true, but um, I I love to believe that because I love this band, I love the way they interact with each other, 
and I like to think they are on some on some like higher plane than like McCartney and Lennon were. I really do because I think Mark and Tom. I don't know when, when you're on that kind of like adolescent friendship level, there are things that you kind of share with the other person that are I don't know it just just you you can't you can't you can't recreate that later on in life. True, you, yeah. just, you just can't like, like like you meet somebody in your late twenties, your early thirties, and you click. It's not the same as meeting somebody like in your teens and then like I don't know growing with them into your late twenties, yeah. early thirties because you've already you've already grown. Pretty much, you've already grown up. You, you've just you've seen that person at their worst. You've seen them at their best. You've seen yeah. them just like in all aspects of life. You've seen them grow, and you've grown with them. And so I, I I don't know. I like to believe that it's true, even though if I was a betting man, I would bet that it's not true. But I want to believe that it's true. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I I also really like too that I, I like in the song how they they sing over each other so often. Especially at the end. The end is one of the coolest parts of the whole song. There's essentially three vocal tracks going over one. Then they're all going over one another, singing something different. And it's really cool. And what I was reading too, Tom was saying that when he was recording his, the, the screaming part, I guess you could say, he said he was in this giant room and the microphone was like 30 feet away. And he was just yelling, to, just hoping that the mic would pick it up. And that's why you have that that depth, that, that certain feel at the end of the song when they're all yeah. kind of... That's layered. real. That's real echo effect. Like, like, yeah. That's not that's a not plugin. Eff- that's not a plugin. Exactly. That's. I'm gonna throw a fucking microphone down a. I'm gonna throw a microphone 15 feet away from you down a 30 foot hallway. Scream. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how it sounds. Like that's. But that's that, that's Jay Finn. That's Jay Finn coming in and saying, "You guys have a lot of good ideas. Let's hone it down." And I mean, obviously, <laughs> the MTV doc is probably doctored, and it's you know they can cut it up to. Do whatever they want, but they didn't yeah, do yeah. a goddamn thing until Jay Finn showed up. And when well, Jerry Finn was, finally showed yeah, up, yeah, he wasn't at the house, huh? It was just all the equipment. Well, he was there, oh. but he showed up late after like yeah, yeah, day so, one hundred. Yeah. And they even like I think there was a part where like Tom was like, "Oh fuck, Jerry Finn's coming," and he you he you see like the look on his face, like, "Damn, we have nothing to show for this." <laughs> and, and he shows up, and and they're like, "Yeah, we have this," and they play like just a riff of, of some fucking song. I think it was "I Miss You." Like, it was one of the first things they really like fleshed out, which is a dumb fucking song if you think of it musically. Terrible yeah, song. Yeah. Um, but, but like, yeah, I'm feeling this. I get back to there. Like this song is is a Jay Finn song. Like this this song would probably be nothing had Jerry Finn not got in there and made it exceptional. There's, I totally, totally. There's agree. no fucking way Mark and Tom would have layered those vocals like that. There's no way they would have done that. No way. No, no I don't buy it for a second. All. Not at all. Not at all. And the first time I, I first time that the first time JD and I heard that, we were trying to figure out because it plays on K Rock One, so the, the local radio station in LA, and then it's over. And that last part, like, do you feel it? So lost in disillusion. After it was over, like it dropped, and then uh, who whoever came on, Striker, who the fuck it was, was like, "Oh my god, that was the new." But we were still trying to like, like who was singing those parts, and then we were trying to like dissect it. I remember like at lunchtime because we had to sure to take a third period, and then we had lunch after, and so it was like we were trying to dissect who was singing those parts. Like, do you remember what he said? Who was that? Was that Tom? Was that Mark? Was that somebody else? Somebody else in the band? Like there was all this buzz. It was so good. <laughs> 
Where so the fuck I, was I? I Where the fuck was I? <laughs> I got goosebumps. This was junior year. This is junior year. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had uh, we had junior year, I had Ortega. Yeah. Third period. I had Ortega, yeah. I, I had Ortega, but I had him like, I think I had him sixth period. He was like one of my last classes. I love Mr. Ortega. Yeah, he was really cool. I liked him a lot, too. He was the best, but, worst history teacher I ever had. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I don't know. Like, how do you even think of a fucking song like this? Like, like, like you're sitting there, right? You're J-Fan. You come in here. You get Bark and Tom. They're they're off the walls. They're they're probably high. They've they've probably been like jerking off in I the corner. Think, I, you know, for, for the three high months. Thing, I, I don't think it, they're getting very high. They're, they're not, I don't think they're those kind of guys. Well, Travis was, but Mark and Tom. I think they're pretty outside of alcohol. They're pretty st- straight laced. But like, the, the, they have zero direction, and they've never mm-hmm. had direction. And that's, that's just that, that's what Trombino like like honed in. Like they have no direction, so they have a, a, a cool punk edge. And Trombino's a guy, Mark Trombino's a guy that 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 knows like the post hardcore sound, but also has a keen ear for like pop punk. So he honed that yeah. power in. Now they got Jerry Finn, who has been in a ton of hardcore bands and pop like punk bands in his early days, and so he's honing them in. And he has two guys that are just fucking off the walls, bonkers. Just probably like goofing off constantly, just never taking anything serious. <laughs> like, how do you extrapolate? I'm feeling this. I know. How does that yeah. happen? It's weird. It it's definitely like a Frankenstein, Frankenstein monster song. You know, it's it seems so pieced together. Like nothing about it is very fluid. But it's it, like it's okay. <laughs> it's totally good. I don't know. It's it's it's. I don't know. Imagine like a thousand piece puzzle. And you give somebody like four pieces and they put those four pieces together and they say, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, this is a fucking a picture of the Millennium Falcon. Right. Like, How the fuck did you figure that out off of four pieces? That's what this makes me feel like. How the fuck did you make these guys <laughs> like like legends based off probably like a riff and maybe one verse? Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So what, what do we have lyrically on this one? Oh, I mean, you said it like earlier. Both Mark and Tom supposedly wrote separate lyrics, parts of this, and and it's about love, essentially love, and 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 one is is lust, and one is uh, more deep rooted than in I don't know, courting, right? Like yeah, a, like yeah. a adult love, and one's like a childish love. But like I don't know, it shouldn't say childish love because it's not young childish. Love. Young, young love. Eh, young love. <laughs> Lo- love and lust i guess love and lust yeah okay that's fair that's fair yeah it's just about the passion the passion you you have for somebody when you first meet it's like the honeymoon stage and then after that things start to go sour a little bit and then they break up and you know things are never the same after after you kind of split because you're kind of constantly focused on like all the good times and that's all you want back is that good time so i don't know there, there's nothing outside of like maybe two songs there's nothing super super deep um, there's some cool lyrics and, and throughout the album, but and some cool lines, but you know when it comes to the deepness of the songs, not nothing, nothing too crazy there. I agree. I I I, I respect them for trying. I really do. I, I think there's some songs here that are like deliberately trying to be poetic, but yeah. they're not. They're no like they're no they're no Bob Dylan deep. <laughs> they're, they're better fine. than Bob Dylan deep, but that's fine. Oh God. <laughs> what is what is right. what is your what is your what is your one oh, be here? What no, is, what is, what is your one be? That's what I want to know. 
Are, are, are both of our 1Bs just like stereotypical of what we've always said our 1Bs are? I don't know. I really don't know what your 1... Oh, no, actually, I know what your 1B is. I know if exactly you're, what your 1B if you're, is. If your 1B is always and my 1B is what you think it is... Oh, my 1B is not always, no. Oh. It is not. So it's not now because it's not on the album, so... Well, it is not now. My, That's my not on the is, fucking album! Are but we're adding, we're including this on the album. Oh, my God. We're, these these fucking rankings, fucking butt muncher, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? That's why we're doing those two, these two songs as as part of the album. I listed them as bonus songs. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Not forget these. it. Forget it then. So then my one B, my one B is always. You're right. Okay. It's always. So yeah. <laughs> You're annoying. <laughs> it should be not now, but oh my god, it's, it's not even on the fucking album. Because Not Now is a better song. Are you fucking stupid? Well, it's not an album. But I thought we were doing like the, the self-entitled oh, album. Did, do you have a pressing of, of the self-entitled that, that has Not Now that I don't have? I do not. I would, I would love to have that. I, I do not. I do not. But it was a B-side, so it was recorded during these sessions. It's not like this, it's some random fucking song. It is, I have no idea. I've never even heard the song because it's oh, fucking not so the album. So. You're so dumb. You're so dumb. Oh, yeah, so right, well, I, know, I, know you, I know your 1B is Asthenia. Yeah, duh! It's, come on, that's silly. What talking? Stupid. This is um. Are we doing always, the, or are we doing Asthenia? I'm already, I'm already in the middle of it. On, on, on this album, this <laughs> yeah, is Tom's I mean, best stupid. vocal performance, hands down. Which song? Asthenia. Okay, that's all you had. To, I was why I didn't it's know. Not, I didn't know what we were doing. Not always. Come on, that's stupid. That's silly. I don't know why you thought that. Um, dude, the beginning of the part, the beginning part of this sets this stage so perfectly. And almost instantaneously, there's parts of the beginning, like they use a, a, a Leslie speaker, a Leslie cabinet, yeah. right? We talked about this. I never, I don't know what this was. I never heard of it until we talked about the Hendrix episode. And the Leslie mm-hmm. speaker is that is that speaker that spins around, like the speaker itself spins around, like in a, a 360 degree motion. So you get that that effect as if like someone's on a carousel and they're talking, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, but they used one here. Do you remember when we yes, talked I, about the Hendrix episode? I, I, told, I absolutely remember that because I thought it was really you, interesting. Was really had, cool. had you ever like? Did you know what this was prior to the Hendrix episode? Because I had no idea. I never heard. No, of this before. I, no, I, I didn't know. I thought it was just some. I just never put any thought into it. I thought it was an effect at the best. But but yeah. they, but they used one and it was like fucking dying. Like it was all beat up and broken and and like, I don't know. That's really cool. And like the flange on Tom's guitar absolutely fantastic it matches the entire aesthetic of the song this is a this is a tom song this is a this is a tom song that that probably should have been harder on boxcar and then softer on angels and airwaves because (laughs) it could have gone either way but because it's on here it's it's very bouncy like travis's drum beats very bouncy um it's fun it's exciting a little broken at times, kind of get that feeling of uh, subtle insecurity, but um, you know, this is a banger of a song. It's, it's not a what is it, like a like a ten B for you, twelve B, fifteen B. So so if we're not including not now, because you you ruined everything here. This is my two B. Stevie is my two B for sure. So it would have been your three B. It would be <laughs> technically my three B, yeah, but you chose not to have fun tonight. So. We're going to talk about the song, but we cannot include them on the. Oh come on! It's not now. It's not part of the album. Okay, whatever. Okay, so this, yeah, this is my two B. Estinia is my two B. Yeah, some 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 bitch. <laughs> I 
God, this song is just this song is so perfect. He Tom covers so much ground lyrically, emotionally, like feelings of loneliness, love, isolation, desperation, self doubt. It's un, it's incredible. Like the it way is. he stresses yeah. some of the words in various verses, like like this room is bored of rehearsal. Like oh, I'm so sick much. of the boundaries. I miss you so much. The way he says so, miss like I miss you, you so much. much. Like it's so, it's so powerful. It's so desperate. It's, it's like so it's so longing. Pleading. Yeah, like he's yeah yeah. It's sad. You feel sad for him. It's a fucking song. Everything I about like the, the song is mood. One hundred percent mood. In the in the second verse, there's there's the line to the the way he sings. Most of them useless delusions. Like the, delusions. He has that. He has that. It's his Sad. accent. It's his Poway accent. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, it it's fucking good. I love it. I love it. Did there so like like the, the, this song is perfect world building within like four minutes. Well, four twenty because they're cool guys and whatever. <laughs> but like, but like, I don't know. There are times where I listen to this song and I come away feeling like super depressed and sad. And then other times, like this week, for whatever reason, this week, this Blink Listen Through, it's just been full of just happiness and, and excitement. And I just felt very hyper listening to a lot of the Blink songs. And that's probably why like MTAT was so high for me this week, which is mm-hmm. because after listening to it, I just felt so fucking hyper. Just like staying up till like four in the morning, listening to Blink <laughs> and being like, why am I up this late? I don't care. I know I'm going to be tired tomorrow. Let's just do it. <laughs> Yeah. And just uh, that—that's—that's that's morning Jeff's problem, not night Jeff. <laughs> I know. And that's—that's that's what this week has yielded. Like those are the results this week has yielded. But like, no matter what, Astini has always been a song about mood. And even though I do think it's overall about like just straight loneliness and isolation, desperation, I think there's 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 parts of it here that are just kind of exciting. Like it makes you feel excited. I think the the narrator is excited. The character is excited. Kind of going off that a little bit. Well, actually, not not at all. Like, actually, do you have anything else on that thought? Because I wanted to bring up something else entirely different. About I this do. Song. That's like half of my notes about this song. <laughs> I'll go on all day. <laughs> all right. Well, let let me just say this real quick. I, I want to. This song is one of the few on the album that that is a transition between blink to angels like this has a bit of both worlds with you know the intro and everything like that um the the bass and guitar when they come in that is very angels but the moment it it goes into the verse you get this like great combination of of both like it's 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 building it's building 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 and then the the chorus comes and you're like okay this is like straight up off of toy patch the should i go back should i go back should i that is a straight up chorus from Toy Patch. But then you go right back into the verse and it's it's like this this weird combination of angels and airwaves and 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 pop punk blink. It's it's really weird. Like this is a, a crazy transition and song into what Tom would do two years later, three years later. It's fucking nuts. I, I agree. I, I I think a lot of like the palm mutes into like the picking is very boxcar racer. It's not as heavy as it was on Boxcar Racer, but it's still there. Like the musicianship is still there. It's still like there's there's stuff there that he he would have done on Boxcar Racer. It's yeah, just more yeah. poppy here because of the environment that he's in. And and I mean Travis is just a dud and just do what you want me to do and I'll do it. And so <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I I think this is God. This song is just un, it's unbelievable. It, the song is better. I don't know. This, this song is better than like this. Is like mutt. This is like mutt from Enema of the State. This is a deep cut. This is a song that people don't talk about that often. 
from an album people don't talk about that often and, and honestly without talking about uh, blink 182 and when you read a lot of reviews about like uh, california and nine and they and, and and the reviews will talk about how great blink when you blink used to be they will mention this album but they never like get into this why song. this album is great they yeah. just mention this album as a whole and just regurgitate like oh this was them at their most creative process but but, yeah. but they never but like clearly the fucking person has never listened to the album <laughs> and if you have then all you got to do is just say like this yeah. album is great Estenia, period move on and then <laughs> the true yeds will get it on the uh, on the documentary the the one that i watched with with mark doing the the commentary he w- he stopped it cuz the the this song came up in the documentary and he stopped it and he or i don't think he stopped it he just said that this is his favorite song on the record or one at least one of his favorite songs on the record. I don't remember which one he said, but yeah, yeah he, he probably has to say that. What? He has to say he can't say like his song. He can't say fucking go or or, or here's your letter is his favorite song. He's gonna well, say the Tom song. How can he? I mean this is the song is <laughs> leaps and bounds better than those two songs. <laughs> he'd be straight up lying. It's not about being uh, humble, he'd be fucking lying. But I thought that was a cool thing to say of all the songs, you know. Even uh, even out of all the Tom songs. He he points out Asthenia as being his favorite. That's pretty cool. Pretty fucking cool. What would you have done if he said not now was his favorite oh, from dude, this album? Dude, I would have been so stoked. Because <laughs> not not now is the best song from this album. Vindication. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Captain Holt, that shit. And then, oh boy. And then like what? like lyrically, we didn't we got to like the lyrics well, of this let, fucking let's, song. Let's let's play the song and then we'll we'll jump it. into the lyrics and then Hold we'll on. round it out. So here's uh here's Asthenia from uh, the Blink One Eighty Twos.
There you go. Astinia from Blink-182. All right, so what do we have uh, What do we have lyrically on this one? So, like, the word itself, asthenia, means, yeah. like, lack of energy or weakness, and it matches the idea of the song, right? The, the idea of someone in space, the, the concept, the story, waking up, seeing Earth, feeling so disconnected, they're essentially just, like, going crazy day after yeah. day. Like, I don't know, just imagine, like, fucking seeing Earth. Like, it's, you think it's such a cool concept, like, oh, that's fucking rad, I'm, I'm in space, that's cool, Earth is so far away. This is so beautiful. But my God, you're so fucking far from everything. From uh, I, I can't even like fathom what it would feel like to be I know. to feel so alone. There's no other way, even in the middle of a desert, even, even, like, even the, like you were dropped off in the middle of the Sahara, you're still on Earth. <laughs> Being in space and looking at Earth, you are so fucking alone. You are so on your own. I can't even fathom like how how that would feel. I don't know. And and know. and but like that feeling also doesn't have to like exclusively be to the characters in question and space or whatever, but like to the band itself and and and, and even like general teen slash young adult angst, which is riddled throughout this album of young adult angst. But the the should I go back, should I go back, should I that that's what got me this week. So, so leading into the, I feel alone and tired, right? There, there are two separate thoughts. He says, should I go back? Should I go back? And then should I, right? So there's, there's, he could have transitioned from the, should I right into the, I feel alone, right? I feel alone. And, but like he uses two instances of I instead of just having, just one. So he says, should I go back? Should I go back? Oh, should, yeah. I, should I? I feel alone and feel tired. Alone and tired, yeah. There's two eyes there. So it's two completely separate thoughts. And so you could have just done it. Should I go back? Should I? You don't have to do should I. You don't have to end a verse, a chorus on anything with a question leading into something else. And so I think that was cool because it's two separate thoughts. It's him still keeping in character, keeping in theme of being in space, fighting with yourself, thinking to yourself, arguing with yourself, asking yourself questions that only you can answer because mm-hmm. there's nobody else there. And I thought that was cool. I, think I know it took me a long time to get that. there. I feel like I didn't quite get there as, as poignant as I probably could, but I got there. That's fine, though. Yeah, you got there. As long as I'm you get there. there, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> got it. And even even Tom said, I mean, if you don't even want to look at it, at it in look at this song deeply lyrically he said it's just he said it's about one thing and one thing only an astronaut sitting in a space capsule about the size of a car floating above the earth like he he pretty much said like there's no other meaning there's it's no metaphor but then really looking at it it seems like it could be you know it could be thought of that you know it's about a girl and how he's not sure if he wants to get back with her and this and that and it can be taken both ways, but according to Tom, that's not the case. I mean, don't forget too when when people go to not just like go to therapy, but when people start to like realize their emotions and and really take like an introspective look on themselves, and they think that oh yeah, I I eat chocolate chip cookies for breakfast because they're good. It's like okay, there there could be deeper meaning to that. There could be like a root problem that that is the cause of of said behavior. Yeah, and so when somebody yeah. says, oh, this song is only about this, 
even that person may not even fucking realize what they're doing because it's so like innate. It's so deep within them that they don't realize they're doing it. It's just a subconscious thing that it comes out. That's and I true. refuse That's to true. believe that. I do. <laughs> and then also the um all, all the stuff in that intro, like the 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 talking over the radios and everything, that was that was actual NASA transmissions that they had it at the beginning of the song. Kind of reminiscent of what Tom would do eventually in Angels and Airwaves with the song Valkyrie Missile, right? Right. Thematically, yes. <laughs> lyrically, no. No. Yeah, yeah lyrically, no. Thematically, <laughs> for sure, one hundred percent. Oh, stupid. <laughs> but like, dude, when he says like, "Is somebody out there? Will somebody listen?" Somebody listen. I love that like, line. If that, if it's that so, is it's such not, a, if that doesn't uh, get to you and immediately put you in the shoes, like if you're not empathetic after listening to that line, you're a fucking monster. Yeah, you're a it's monster. like depression and just like pure desperation, like just reaching out for help and a child, a child reaching out. Is somebody out there? Will somebody listen? Yeah. Wow, it's that's, dude. That's it's that's so simple. Fuck. It's so simple, but so heavy. Especially the way he sings it too, it, like it has a sort of like melancholy to melancholy tone to it as well. Like normally, when you think of Tom, because he sings in such a high pitched voice, like you think of like happy and poppy and and this and that. But on this particular song, he has this way of singing where it's it's very different, and there is a sadness to his voice. I I feel at least, or maybe I'm just looking too much into it, but you do kind. Of, I feel like you do hear kind of like a sadness to it. Absolutely. But, yeah, dude, it's fucking killer. Killer fucking song. I love it. This this song there's there's a couple songs on here that are like beyond bangers, but I think this song is one of them one of them songs that are like like sandlot status, right? Like heroes get remembered but legends never die. Never this die, is like a yeah. legend fucking song. Honestly, they this is <laughs> this is like this is so far beyond banger status. Like feeling this I think is a beyond banger. I don't know, That's but very Astenia is 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 something that that Tom Tom should be proud of. Like Tom should really honestly be proud of. And like I'm proud of him for doing a song like this. And I don't know I, I don't know how it progressed because the recording process behind closed doors whatever. I don't know how it progressed. I don't know who wrote what, but Tom should be really really proud of this song because it's really good. Yeah, I agree. And It's really good. I don't I don't think they they never really played the song that much live. It was never like a staple. It was always like a deep cut of a set list. And why well, are you play the guitar and clap play? at the same time? Can't. Dude, <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, the hand claps too. I have that Love in my the notes claps. too. The hand claps are so <laughs> cheesy. They're fucking cheesy as hell. But I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh man! All right. So we got anything else on Estadia? No, that's it. All right. So let's jump into my one B. Uh, and like we already talked about, it's always where. Where does this sit for you? It's my three B, baby. <laughs> Is it real? Oh, oh, you were so you were good. like one of the worst. You were one of the worst. You're such an God, ass, this song dude. Is so fucking stupid. Good. Have you always <laughs> liked this? I don't remember. I feel like this has it's always been uh, like middle the middle of the table. This has definitely been like a, a five to to eight B normally. Okay, but but this week for sure it was. Um, this would have been higher, but I, I can't. I can't. I can't pass it over at Senia and feeling this. There's too much nostalgia and history with it for it to pass up for me. Yeah. It's fucking, it's, it's unbelievably good. This is, this is the third best blink song ever written. 
Like this is <laughs> top three boy. Blink right Easy here. Easy Tiger. Okay. It's 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 this not now and then Carousel. Carousel is by far the best song, but always is is a firm number three. Wow. The song is amazing. Wow. Wow. I mean, this is uh this may be like this may be the only time Mark has ever played more than one string at a time. Yeah. So like that's I mean that's something to write home about. I think that's the I, only time Mark's ever like done that. No, right? no, 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 he's played no. Even no, look, at the, look at the look at the look at the intro to chords. carousel. Look at the intro to carousel. Oh, you're right. It's not yeah, it's not yeah, the first yeah, time. Right, it's not right, the right, first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I there I know there there has to be other times too where he he doesn't just where he plays like chords and stuff. Oh yeah, I just two times he's done it. This one is just is more adult and more thought adult. out. <laughs> one is when you're 34, and the other one's when you're 16. Yeah, 14, <laughs> 14, whatever. However, the fuck old you are. Every every 20 years, he throws out a good banger. That's okay. Oh, we're almost there. We're almost to the next big big banger. Ooh, I know it's not blaming on my youth. Um, I love this baseline though. I do too. I would. I do. I think it's fantastic. And then Tom throws in like some clean high guitar parts right before the chorus, and gives us almost, some depth. Almost everything in this song is a clean guitar outside of the chorus, but the chorus isn't even like heavy, big heavy power chords or anything like that. It's still pretty subdued. Like he, even when when he goes into the pre-chorus, it's a perfect build-up into that because it's, it's like a, it's just a, a fucking. I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. I mean, I, I have my favorite <laughs> I part of this. Uh, my favorite part of this song is a top three favorite part of the album. And what is that? It's it's when he says, I miss your laugh, your smile. And the ding, 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 Like that last <laughs> boom, boom. But he's like singing along with that guitar part. And that is just like, damn. I mentioned earlier on where like Bradley Noel, again, the sublime guitarist. Being mm. in tune, making your guitar work for you. Your guitar, your guitar is an extension of you, right? You're writing music through your guitar to to supplement whatever you're trying to feel, whatever you're trying to make people feel that you're feeling. And that's in this song that I miss your laugh, your smile, that guitar part. Oh, dude, I melt. It's, it's that might really... even be like top two. <laughs> I melt. <laughs> I melt. <laughs> Um, what what I think is really really cool about this song too, actually, throwing it back to the album rankings of what I was saying, and that t- the best part of Tom are his pre-choruses. And like I said in, on the rankings episode, I only came to that realization a couple years ago when I heard it on another podcast that I used to listen to, where they brought it up. Where like if you notice, Tom's pre-choruses are usually catchier and better than his actual choruses. And this is a prime example of that because the pre-chorus is the so here I am so here I am I'm trying so here I am are you catchy? ready, dude? It's it's I think it's catchier than the chorus itself. But the chicka chicka come on, let me hold you. The chicka chickas the chicka chickas are part of the pre-chorus. The chicka chickas aren't part of the chorus because they only play the chicka chickas in the pre-chorus. They don't play it in the chorus. I guess the pre-chorus is like a bridge. Or I guess the chicken cheese are a bridge from the pre-chorus to the chorus itself. Yeah. And that's another thing. Another cool thing about this song is that, so going from the verse to the pre-chorus, there's there's this intentional pause between those two things. And it's just enough time to barely be noticeable, but so effective to transition. And I think it's a perfect silent transition into the pre-chorus. And then, like you said, the chicka chickas 
transition the pre-chorus to that chorus and dude everything here is just so perfectly balanced and just so well thought out and dude this uh, this uh, this song is absolute fucking perfection and in, in, in the chorus the the come on let me hold you touch you feel you, feel you. every time this is you like you yeah. hear mark in the back like throwing down those those low-end u's yeah it's so, so fucking cool we don't need mark all the time we don't need both of them to too pathetic right back and forth all the time but we want them to supplement each other and that is a perfect example of mark supplementing tom in a way that only he could do if he just shuts the fuck up only in certain circumstances <laughs> and that's that's perfect come on let me <sighs> hold you and you hear mark you the low i know it use. sounds so good it's such a full sound it's Fuck it, it's good. That's and then Jay going, Finn, though. That's going Finn. going out of the chorus back into that that second verse too. It just kind of it kind of he hits that that note and it kind of fades away for a second, and then he comes back in with no. In the second verse, there's no guitar. It's just the bass, drums, and his vocals. And you know, and I'll miss your laugh, your smile. That's where it's ding 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 ding. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah yeah yeah. You're right. Yeah yeah. Like that's. Dude, that's like the one of the best parts of the album. It's fucking good, dude. The Make it work for you. Are... Make it work for you. And not only that, okay, going back to the pre-chorus too, that pre-chorus, Travis fucking shines. He shines so well in that. I love his I love all of his drumming on this song. I think this is like some of the best. Actually, this is my favorite drumming he's ever done in any part of his career is on this fucking song. And that pre-chorus... Wow. The that pre-chorus is, is kind of busy. That is bold. It's kind of busy, but it's just enough to not be annoying, and it's still very catchy. And then going from the pre-chorus to that chorus with Travis's drumming with that, just him hitting the snare, just that build-up and the chicka-chickas, dude, forget about it. It's fucking perfect. <laughs> it's fucking perfect. And then you get the bridge. The bridge is so good. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm, dude, I'm fucking all over the place. I'm just excited right now. The outro, the outro. I mean, you. It's just Travis kind of playing that same beat over and over again, and then it builds and builds and builds. And then after like you know the the eight bars or whatever, then it's just the he, he's hitting a lot of the China symbol, and it just it's a great way to build up that outro. And then just the last hit is Mark singing always at the very end. Oh, dude, well, so you know you're right though. Let's go back a little bit because. When it's just like Tom and he's doing like I been like like that that glottal stop sound that he's got going on that 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 I been yeah before a few times yeah but then Travis a little bit more register like dude those are nasty fills Travis is all over the toms and those are nasty fills I know and then again even though he's doing like chicky chickas essentially that entire time. It stops and there's actual silence. There's fucking silence. I know. And then, and then it's, get you, get you. come on. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are and, you and, doing? And to simplify his drumming that much, just to the to get to get it, that's another thing that makes the song so good because he does play so crazy, so like, so so defining of his of his style. But then you get the the fucking Neanderthal playing of the that to get to get thing. It's Fucking so good, dude. Fucking love it. <laughs> this is such a banger of a fucking song. It's it's a beyond. No, this is absolutely this a is, beyond this, banger. Yeah, this is a beyond banger. 
This, this is, is a triple hero- B. This, this is heroes get remembered, but legends never die. This is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Fuck. This is tier. So, oh, this is, this is Babe Ruth tier. This is Babe Ruth tier. Yeah, fucking shit. Let's let's play a little bit of it, a bit of it, and then we'll get into the lyrics. So, um, so here is uh, always from Blink. There you go, always from Blink-182. And, you know, one thing we, we totally didn't even talk about was the, um, as you like to call it, the freestyling on the drums at the beginning. You know, where we... It's fucking Travis playing on the rim of the drums, which or the rim of the bass drum, I should say. Who knows where he's playing? He could be playing anything. He's playing the Hyatt stand... You could play anywhere. We don't that's know. True. We that's know. true. <laughs> it's so it's really really stupid. Uh, so <laughs> oh, so this is their fourth single off the record. Uh, it wasn't super successful. It this is the the tail end of it, obviously being their fourth single. But then coming off of you know feeling this, I miss you, and down, especially I miss you. You know, I mean that that song just absolutely blew up. And following up on that, following up to that song, it's. This was the single was gonna kind of flop, just had to at this point, but which sucks because it is their second best song ever or third best song ever. But um, yeah, there's it's so there uh, was a music video too, which is cool, really cool music. This video. is um this is the only music video on this album that I I think is really good. Oh, I think That's it's it. I think it's probably their best music video. I think this and first date are their best music videos. I, I wouldn't like disagree. I would have to like really think about it. But for sure, this is the best video on this album. I think all the videos on this album are, are pretty dumb, except for this one. This one's really good. <laughs> I know. They're stupid. They're all really cheesy. They're fucking they're dumb. They're all they're, really yeah, cheesy. They're terrible. I, like, I Miss You video was fucking awful. I know. It's so cheesy, man. 
Yeah, it's terrible. I don't I don't like that video at all. And then the the down, oh, we'll get into that when we get into those songs, but the the always video it's if you've never seen it, it's pretty much it's three screens, three split screens, each member has their own screen horizontally. And they're all kind of they're horizontally, yeah, yeah, and they're trying to they're getting pretty much getting after the same girl and then in the end only one member gets the girl. Who do you think but fucking it's just, gets it's the so girl, well though? Done. Oh, fucking course. Like, who yeah. Who do you think is the only yeah. person that's not fun enough to not get the girl? <laughs> I, did you ever watch Meet the Barkers, that TV show? No. Uh, no. No, you never did. Okay, because I, I watched it when it came out. Because at that time, I actually watched some reality TV. And it, uh, there, was, there was a whole part in that show on one episode where they talked about this specific music video. And how, because they filmed this in Australia when they were on tour there, and how mad Shanna Shanna Mokler was at Travis for kissing another girl on camera, like it was the whole like you know scene you know on the show, which is oh obviously God. all fake. But yeah, that was there was a whole whole storyline on like, that stupid like, show. <laughs> was her being jealous? It's like, dude, you date on. slash marry slash you are with one of the biggest rock stars on earth. And know, they're making right? a video, and it's strictly for, like, entertainment purposes. <laughs> the, uh, t- okay, oh. I don't know. Silly boy talk. It is. But I, I love the video, too. I, like I said, it's, um, it's cool. And they're all at their peak, like, their peak coolness, like, hair-wise. Because this is the end of this, this, this era, this touring cycle, so... So Tom's hair, you know, is the, has the big swoop. It's dyed black, but it's, it's but it's not like emo. entirely. It's not entirely covering his face, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. got it's it like I, I have my hand. You cannot see my hand, but it's going down, and then a little bit to like the left, right? So it's like yeah, swooping. Yeah. So you can still see. I guess it would be my your your right eye with a little bit of the left eye with a full nose. So it's not like. <laughs> yeah. Like like fully covering his face as if you were in like the emo scene. Mark is not like fully uh, committed to like the pink hair or whatever. No, he, he has, has he has the brown hair, but he ha- he has the 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 long spike in the front. Exactly. You know, I had that that, that had, big thing. Whatever you call that. The pineapple. I, I would just call it like the pineapple look. Yeah. Yeah. And then Travis and then Travis has the, has the full mohawk. Haircut. Yeah. Always. Like the sharp sharp. Always. Mohawk. Damn man, that is, this is such a good fucking song. I, I, it's I fucking love it. Song. So, so what do you got lyrically on this one? I'm so sick of fights. I hate, I hate them. them. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a terrible lyric. It's so bad. It's so stupid. <laughs> that's good uh, stuff. That's it, good stuff. It's a typical love song, though. You know, just he'll do. Yeah. He's willing to do anything to 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 if she takes him back and. You know, he just wants to start new and fresh. That's what it is. But it's it's, it's a little more. It's a little more like. It's a little more like like I'm putting myself out there more so than you are. Like if if you're in a, if you're if you ever been in a relationship, I can barely fucking talk. I know this is a tough. If one you for are, you. if you've ever <laughs> been in a relationship where you are putting more effort into it than the other person, like this song is kind of for you. Like mm-hmm. yeah, like Tom singing the character Tom is now is now putting himself out there more so than he feels his significant other is, and like that's what like the opening line like I've been here before a few times like he knows he knows the motions like he's he's just going through them he he he's he's, he's obvious and he, like the whole dying aspect is not 
like a literal dying. It's like this relationship mm-hmm. is not going to go anywhere. He knows that. And so at some point, like towards the end, is, is the come on, let me hold you, touch you, feel you, is just like a last ditch effort. Like, let's, let's just try it one more time. Let's just get in there. Let's see what happens, you know? Yeah. Like Vince Vaughn and fucking I, I, I wedding crashers. It's, it's uh, just a tip, <laughs> just for a minute, see how it feels. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, it's great. It's totally great. Totally. Uh, oh, okay, so so before before we end this, I, I do want to mention um the one last thing about the music. I guess like I, from what I was reading the the outro to the to the song has like four different bass guitars being played at the same time. And that's according annoying. to Mark, it's a uh, what would you say? So that's annoying. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, that so he has all that going stuff. on. And in the um, in the documentary, like th- there, there's a part where it shows him playing like this weird ass looking bass I've never even seen before, and he stops the video. He's like, "Oh my god, I told I forgot about that." That somebody was asking me about that recently, and and it's like some electronic bass that him and Jerry Finn had found at some music shop down the street from the studio. Like they were just going shopping there for gear, like just random shit they could find. And it's a bass called a um, it's called a Roland synth bass. And he said what it is is it, it, it's set up like a real bass, like with strings and everything, but it plugs into like this giant pedal board and then you just play the bass, but it, it modulates all these effects. And it's, it's some crazy thing that, that came out like I think in the 80s, early 80s or something like that. And he used it on this song and he says he still has the, the, um, the actual bass itself. By the way, that was kind of cool. Cool little tidbit on the um, making of this particular song. So with that... Let's uh let's get into your wait, this is your three B, right? Or your two B No, your three B. This is your three B. No, right? one, two no, because it's uh always my three B. This would be this would feeling be either my f- f- No, I always is my three B. Yeah, so feeling this was your two B, right? Yeah. Okay, so we talked about your top three. So one, two, three. This would be either your three B or my four B. I would say that again. I'm so confused right now. Fucking who okay, cares? so like, we're talking okay. about either your three B or your two B, because your one B is always. What is your two B? My two B is Asthenia. Oh, so we, yeah, about we, Asthenia. We, we would e- we would either be talking about your three B or my four B. So 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 let let's throw out not now and 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 another girl another planet because it's oh, just going to confuse out, us both. We'll throw them out from the the rankings because it's just going to confuse us. Like that, did the line in 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 uh, always? I'm so sick of fights. I hate them. Yeah, <laughs> that's so cheesy. It's, it's so bad. I'm so sick of fights. I hate, I hate them. them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, come on, bro. I know it's terrible. Like, like, like Jay Finn can only do so much. You know what I mean? Like, there's, <laughs> there's only so much he can do. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if Tom had to fight for that for that line too. Like, I wonder if anybody said like, "Yeah, Tom, you should probably change that." But he had like, to fight dude, for it. Tom, that's a fucking dumbass line. <laughs> like, no, 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 it'll work. It'll work. I'm Tom. It'll work. But <laughs> it's it's very, very stupid. All right. So so yeah, my my two B was Asthenia. Uh, your three B was always. So I guess we go I, with my three B. Sound good? I just going what? back to Estenia real quick. I also noticed okay. that in, in the in the in the doc, um, it was probably just a, as a placeholder. But Tom was singing the Estenia lyrics as like fifteen, fifteen something. something oh, I know something, what you're talking about. Sixteen. 
Like that was that was interesting. If if that's how that song progressed from just like a coming of age tale into this, like that's pretty that's pretty cool. I will I would I would have liked to have seen that writing process. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. That was just a, a small facet of that recording also, process. Also it it's funny you bring that up because in, in, in the one I watched with, with Mark, when he sang when Tom sang that part Mark's face was he had like a very confused look on his face like what the fuck is this like he he, it seemed it looked like he completely forgot that Tom had different lyrics for it and he was very taken aback by it maybe that was just like a placeholder then like it was just he had, it he had, had a melody been, yeah. and he was just singing words yeah that had to have been that okay but it was cool so um, my number three is uh, it is obvious you know it's obviously obvious okay what is this it for you? I'm curious. Seven B, baby. Dude, that's way too low. Way too fucking low. So obvious is is to me probably the heaviest song. Either this or Stockholm Syndrome. They kind of share the the heaviness um, of being the heaviest song on the record. There's a, there's a lot going on here, and even when they play this song live, this is one of the f- actually only times that Tom doesn't play a signature guitar. He plays like like a baritone, uh, Fender baritone jazz, or Fender baritone Mustang or something like that. I forgot. It, it, but it's a baritone guitar. And he doesn't play his normal ES-335. But I, fuck, this song is fucking killer. Like, it, it comes in so heavy after the craziness of feeling this. Like, you're still reeling from, like, what the fuck did I just hear with feeling this? And then Obvious comes in so heavy, and it's shit you've never heard. Even Even Boxcar Racer wasn't really this heavy this kind of gritty and heavy i should say fuck man it's yeah. so good <laughs> it's Dude, so good it, you can hear like travis travis is biding his time here and you can hear him like like before the big drop happens like travis is tapping the hi-hat and then he's doing these quick little drum rolls right like like he's like he has like fucking like crazy adhd like he's just like let's go let's go come on come on let's go like he's he wants everyone just to move forward as fast as possible and I like that. I like, 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 don't unleash the beast quite yet. That was a good way that they all really work together. Yeah. Oh, totally. I dig. Totally. Dude, and the and guitar then, lick in the chorus, like, or the, the obvious part. It's obvious. <laughs> it's so pop punk. God, that's so good, though. It's so toy page. It's very toy page, but. But, like, not even to hide it. It's just, it's out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like in Toy Pad, sometimes they'll hide these guitar parts, like in online songs, that the guitar line is hidden behind Mark's vocals. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of like the guitar lines are hidden. This one is fucking out there. They don't care. <laughs> it's obvious and it's heavy and it's aggressive <laughs> and it's gritty. Love it. I know. I I think it's great. And and going into the bridge too, that that kind of electronic swell, like that it it like you think the songs you think the song ends. And then you hear that you hear that feedback come up, and it kind of glitches out, and then it goes right back into like this this fast heavy part, and then it finishes up with the chorus. Oh, see, that's uh, that, I fucking love. That's it. when the song like really picks up, and it's just it's amazing. It flows so naturally; it's totally it flawless, and it's just it seems like a a a a good progression of where the song would have gone if anybody had written it, mm-hmm. because. Yeah. That's it makes sense. It just makes fucking sense. Yeah, you're totally right. And 
one thing about this song that that I ever since I I've learned about it maybe a couple years ago is you know Travis's part in this song his his vocals on this one with it yeah 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 oh my god stupid. it's so stupid stupid but it, it's so weird like before I I realized it was Travis I never never really thought about it. I thought it was stupid but now that I know it is him I I can hear the voice like oh how did I not how did I not realize this was this wasn't Travis? Like it's so obvious. The worst, <laughs> the worst <laughs> part about it is that he's so proud of it. Is that like in any interview you read about this uh, this era of the band, like, he's so <laughs> proud of that fact. And, oh yeah, I contributed vocals to Obvious, and like, dude, that's so dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude, you man! Again, again, again. Wow, dude, this song is unbelievable. And I like—I really like the line too. Can you comfort yourself with a sense of re- of revenge? That's a really good line. Oh man, I love it. This this song is fucking killer. So, so do we want to play a little bit of the song and then get into the lyrics? What do you think? Uh, what do you want to do? What yeah, fucking let's kid? play. Let's 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 play a little bit. Play of a little obvious. bit. Sure. Okay. Here it is okay. from uh, from Blink. There you go. A little bit of obvious. Yeah, I had to get to that that bridge. It's that swell, that swell in. It, what were they thinking? Like honestly, what the fuck were they thinking? That's all JFN, baby. That's all JFN. It has to be. Yeah, I, I, has I think to be. I I legit think this album is like like fifty percent blink and then fifty percent JFN. There's just no fucking way. It's, it's possible. It really like, is. Like toy patch to this? Come on. Come on. <sighs> It's leaps and bounds, and and I know we, you and I always talk talk so much shit on John Feldman for being so involved in Blink, but the way Jerry did it, Jerry did it with Jerry. Blink was, it wasn't, it just never sounded derivative of anything. It was something so progressive and and neat and just 
fun and oh my god dude what jerry did with blink was so different and so cool i fucking love it jerry was the best he's one of the best one of the best producers honestly uh, unbelievable you know, yeah okay right i mean right he's he's done so much so many albums that we like we love he, he has part he of, has you know? he has done a lot of albums that we love however however he has done however. stuff that are uh, that are not that great like what though um well if we're just going to go back in time here and talk going to go on them, wikipedia <laughs> no we talk about it Skip in, this, the in this no if we're if in this rankings Neither of oh, us okay. like Enema oh, the State. God. It's overproduced. Enema is still solid, but it's still solid. But like the, we talk about the problem with Enema is that it's overproduced. Mm. It's too polished. It's too clean. But he learned his lesson. No, he absolutely did, and that's that's the sign of like a true, a true hero is somebody who fucks up once in a while, and then comes through and does something like this. Yeah, not like Feldman. But like who honestly, continues like, to like, continues to make mistakes. If, if if somebody said, "Hey, Blink had had fifteen different producers. Which one of these two producers do you think is better?" Like you would all like anybody listening to Enema versus Self Entitled is always going to think, "Oh, the production on this is just better. It sounds better. Everything flows better. It doesn't sound as 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 cookie cutter processed." And then you tell the person, "Oh yeah, well this is the same producer." Oh what? That's crazy. Like that's. This is just objectively better. Yeah, it is. It really is. So, like, he did a lot of really, really great stuff. Fantastic yeah, he stuff. Did. He did. Some but Animal of the State. It's a low uh, point for him, for sure. Not bad, but I, it's it's a low point. It's it's kind of bad. <laughs> Production-wise, it's bad. Uh, so, we're obvious. Do, do we have... So, lyrically, what do we have on, on obvious? Well, I just scrolled past it, so I got to boop, 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 You got to get back boop, to this, boop, but that's boop. fine. So what I have here, it's it's just about a bad breakup and kind of him knowing that she cheated, but there's still like a small part of him that wants to give it another another go, another try. Yeah. That's what I got Tom, on this one. Thomas Miad. That's a, that's Miad. It. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas is Miad. That's about it. Um, there were I, I saw some people talk about like maybe this is about like his mom and his relationship with, but like, come yeah, on, I don't, I don't he, see that at all. Like seriously, wait, he says you fucked him again. There's no fucking way that he would ever talk about I his just, mom. Like I that, don't yeah. buy it. I don't buy it. The fact that he read a song about his mom. You think you fucked him again? Like, who are you talking about? <laughs> There's no way. It's, just, I know. it's a weird relationship that's it's bizarre. No. So I, I think he's just mad. And yeah, like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to piggyback off of what you said, but insert my mad. There, okay. that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> all right, it sounds good. Okay, so then what is your um? Let's see, what is your four B? One, two, three. Your four B, right? Uh, yeah, my four B would be go. Oh, go! Let's get into go then. Go, 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 go. Oh, we both go. That, no, <laughs> go is my ten B. That that is my ten. That's B. cool. That's cool. <laughs> so, what do you got on this one? Um, yeah, we're going to get, uh, we're going to get right into this one. Right. So, so if we're coming from like the fallen interlude, which I didn't, I didn't list as a banger, but I think the fallen interlude is extremely important to the sequencing of this album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Did you, it has did to you be put there. fallen interlude as a banger? 
I did, but it's a, it's a low banger. It's a, it's my 14 yeah. beat. But like, it doesn't mean that it's not a good song, right? No, no. It, but it, it's an interlude. It's an interlude for a reason. It it's it, it serves its purpose. It's specific, and I love it. And without the fallen interlude, go would not be as great. And yeah. down would end on a weird fucking note. So I love the fallen interlude. But the go, dude. It's just, it, dude. Tom's guitar riffs during the verse, gold. And then we're just gonna go yell go like go 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 <laughs> go go go. It's very go. like it's almost like very oi like you know oi punk. Yeah, <laughs> but much cheesier and obviously pop punk. My favorite but. part of the song is a drum roll into the second verse when the but it's a little bit broken, it's a little weird, but I love it. It's good stuffs. Mark's Mark's bass tone is rad. And I think what is this song like? I think it's like a minute and forty minute and forty five seconds or something like that. It's or two minutes exactly or something like that. Yeah, it's just fucking like shortest song on the album. That's oh, so fucking good. Yeah. Wait, so wait, you were saying something. Sorry, that that kind of cut out. What you were saying something before no, I, I, I you. you well, that's that's fucking not news to me. I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 good. I was just saying, like like the drum roll part, I guess, into like the second verse, the, the before. I'm, yeah. dude, literally, the song is so goddamn good. But like when the drum roll into the mom, they get in the car and this drive away. That it's a long drum roll too. Like it's longer than than you would normally put put one in a song. Wait, what am I trying to say? It's longer than you would normally put in a song. Dude, Travis is so good at drum rolls because. He doesn't just do a drum roll the way, like, we're not drummers. You and I, we're just yeah, we're just not. Yeah. But we can keep beats. For, like we're we're better than Meg White for sure. Yeah. So when we do drum rolls, it's a drum roll. It's just a one two three one one one. The way Travis does drum rolls, it's that. But he'll like he'll I don't know he'll do like one of those little like Mike Grant flams. I guess like drummers <laughs> call them flams. Yeah. Whatever the fuck they call them, drummers think they're better than everybody else. Um, but Travis does this really well, and they're super subtle, um, and you don't know they're happening until after they're gone, and True, it happens yeah. and go. I love it. I do too. I love that. I love a lot. I do like that. That like probably this would be the fastest. This is the fastest song on the record, and I like that it's a Mark song because Mark tends to like the fast at this point, especially. At this point, you start to see Mark like Mark has the faster songs, and this is just a purely Mark song. Tom's only here to accent everything that Mark's already doing with just the go with just the goes because even the riff itself is pretty basic, much like Easy Target, very basic, very simple. And At this point, dude, Mark is just trying to keep up. Honestly, I I honestly think Mark is trying to keep up. The fast paced nature of these is when I I I, I talked about earlier. When Mark is is just saying a lot of words and it sounds like he's almost out of breath, yeah, that's yeah. like that's like go. He's just he's just saying a lot of words like mom get in the car, drive away, so I'm trying Mark's nowhere to stay, give a ball around by side, and then the jai. And then go. <laughs> know. He but then, like he really Tom does sings the go that. part. <laughs> and like like that's what Mark does best is but then he has like Tom to back him up, right? Because after that verse part where Mark is completely out of breath, who comes in to save him? And that's Tom, it's Tom saying, yeah. "Go, go!" <laughs> oh man, so this good. is <laughs> this song. Mark's uh, Mark's verses are also in this song. They're they're kind of reminiscent of "Damn It," where it kind of has that the 
mom like it's kind of like i don't want to say it's not staccato it's like it's almost like he's out of breath because when you listen to damn it in in that those verses he sings a little bit higher and he does sound like he's getting out of breath much like this song mom get in the car wait and then i'm trying to think of a damn way, it i'm sorry and, mom but there's nowhere to stay and then and then a damn it back inside but then in damn it he goes Oh my god, do I can't I remember? I think you might be thinking of, of Josie. Yeah, my girlfriend. Take your wine, two drinks drive. It's done again. I guess. Hey, I guess maybe more. I guess Josie a little bit. But I was thinking more like the out of breath that he is in Damn It. Because he, he does seem to kind of get out of breath, especially in the choruses on Damn It. He's definitely out of breath. And that's and he sings very high in those choruses. And that's why Tom sings the the chorus in, in Damn It, because it's it's out of Mark's range. But I, I don't know. I, I just I, I think Mark, I think they're both bad singers, but I think at least Tom oh, totally. knew totally. he was unique enough to where he could pull pretty much like anything off. Whereas Mark had to feel like he had to to stretch himself. Like he stretched himself very thin, like a lot of times. Like yeah. even till to this day. Like he he does things that are completely out of his range. I don't know. I agree. I totally agree with you on but that. But like 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 you're right with the damn it thing. Like the very like like the steps that I retrace, like he, he's tailing so face, hard, yeah. right? Like the steps that I retrace, sad it's like look he, on your face. Like he's like exhaling he's, he's really getting hard. Out of, he's getting out of breath, but in shorter intervals. Right, he's taking breaths in, but he's exhaling so hard that it's almost like he's hyperventilating at points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to play a little bit of Go, and then we'll we'll get into the lyrics. So I think this is one of the few times on the record where the, the lyrics are a little bit deeper. So oh, here's so uh, right, here it is. Go from Blink. You go go from Blink yeah. 182. Yeah. I love the way the song ends too. With it pretty much ends with Travis when he hits he's hitting that snare in Tom so hard. Just to end that that dun 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 boom. It's well, Tom's little Tom's so little good. chord that dun, 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 like the little off chord that he's hitting too. Yeah, that's no, that's solid. cool. That it leads is. like directly into Astenia. Yeah, you're right, you're right. 
Don't, but I mean, don't, and, sell and, don't sell your boy short there. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just trying to well. give Travis some credit here. Just trying to give him some credit here. I think it's a great way to end this particular song, and the bridge too. The bridge is fucking killer. That just the build up, build up of the drums into the bridge, and then it's just Mark's voice, or out of the bridge, and then it's just Mark's voice. Damn, it's. Fucking I don't want to know. 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 <laughs> and then Tom comes go, in immediately. Go! Oh, it's <laughs> so heavy. There's no hesitation. <laughs> he comes in right away. Fucking love it. All right. So um, let's let's get into the lyrics a bit. What do you, what do you got on this one? This was this was cool because I I think this one. I mean I don't think, but based off of the lyrics and whatever. But like about like domestic violence and Mark. I don't think either of these guys grew up in a very like like volatile household and so i i don't i don't know that's why their lyrics aren't as deep as as like other lyricists are but yeah. i do think i do think they write lyrics from a standpoint of of like children and and you know they're 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 fucking like what this is uh 2003 so they've yeah. got to be like late 20s now right yeah i would say so i'd say yeah. late 20s yeah so they're still writing lyrics. They're still writing songs from the perspective of like they were 14. And I think that just has to come with like emotionally underdeveloped. Um, <laughs> but this one about like domestic violence and not like specifically domestic violence, but just more about like not being able to, able to deal with somebody who is like aggressively verbal, uh, verbally abusive. Yeah. And, and I don't know, like, like the way, the way I saw this specifically and how like heart wrenching it was, was like the idea of having no place to go. Right. I'm sorry, Mark, there's nowhere to stay. And so you return to like the shit, like then that's super sad, but then like yeah, the yeah. line of letting the engine die. Right. And let the engine die. Like that one, that line is so good. It, it is, is so like fucking fantastic. It is the best line on this song. It perfectly like, captures what this song is about like picture somebody like getting into their car with the full intent of leaving their spouse or leaving like the house that is that is abusive to them or that's just toxic to them in any way shape or form yeah but and with, with like the intention of never to return only to realize you have no place to go so what do you do like you sit in your car you turn the engine on you open the garage and this is all like stereotypical stuff here but like you sit in your car and you think, okay, well, I have nowhere to go. What am I supposed to do? When it becomes real is when you turn the car off. Yeah. And when yeah. you turn that car off, when that engine dies, that's when you know you're never going to leave. That and he, kinda, she, that's kind of his like, mom eventually did leave, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Mark lived with his dad for a couple of years before he met Tom. And then he came back and lived with his mom and met Tom. I think that's how this story went. But yeah. But then, but then, right. you know, the let the engine die is like also like, the the destruction of her spirit of the person's spirit like they're they're about to make the move it's like a metaphor of the destruction of her spirit being you're just done. completely broken yeah you are done you are it's, there it's, you're in the done, car yeah. you're ready to go there is nothing stopping you there is nothing stopping you the garage is open all you gotta do is back up and drive away but you turn the car off because whatever hold that person has on you whatever hold like society has on you the house has on you when that when you turn that car off, like fuck, man, all hope is lost. 
Yeah. And Go mm-hmm. is such a poppier song. It's such an aggressive poppy song, and it's it sounds like it's kind of fun. You know, it's kind of like bouncy and fun, but it's fucking sad. It is a very sad song. It's, it's a very super sad. And then, and then the the end of the first verse, it, instead of instead of it being hit her hit her broken heart and let the engine die, he sings "Stop my bleeding heart and let the engine die." That's heavy shit, man. Because that that, that last heavy shit. Because I feel like the 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 perspective of the third verse is is a much more like introverted look at his psyche at Mark's psyche rather than you know the first two verses are like you know him kind of explaining the situation but then the third verse is like him showing how he actually feels himself taking his mom out of the picture but how he feels about the whole situation this is a well-written song i feel like this is like some of the better lyrics mark has written honestly especially like obviously plus 44 is the peak of mark mark's songwriting lyrically musically peaked at plus 44 but this is one of those songs that could have easily been uh, a plus 44 song that like it's just it's I, dark it's emotional it's fucked up i i totally agree and that third verse is like mark at his best he opens it up with so with something so childish right like yeah. why do evil men get away with it like that is so childish that is so that's so like one-dimensional like why do bad guys always get their way like it's so it's so one-dimensional it's so pathetic yeah but then like the next line is can't you see that i'm in a world of shit now he's taking it away from like his if we're taking like this song's written about his mom he's taking away from his mom and now putting into like his perspective as a kid saying like oh my dad treats my mom this way therefore i am like this way that's one connection and then He's saying, turn your back, right? He's saying, turn your back. You're someone. He's talking to somebody. He's That's almost like blaming his mom, his mom yeah. for not leaving. For, oh, no, I, saying, I think. Like, Dude, you you are, you have the opportunity. Like, let's yeah. go. We're done. We, 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 we have an out. And then he says, stop my bleeding heart. Again, going back to the me thing. Yeah. And that's, I, I, I think he's playing, playing I, I think he's subconsciously playing with, with the you and me thing. To where he's blaming somebody, but ultimately kind of like blaming himself, but also kind of like, I don't know, empathizing with the situation itself. Oh, fuck, dude. It's, it's good. so good. All within two minutes. All within two I minutes. know. I, you, get, you get this deep of a song in two minutes. Dude, Damn. the engine die, though. Like, and let the engine die. Because he sounds so sad when he says fucking engine die. Yeah. And let the engine die. And then it goes into the, oh. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. It's just him. Like, and then it's just him. It's just yeah. him. Yeah. Fuck, dude. It's, yeah, it's heavy. It's nasty stuff. It's nasty stuff. <laughs> it's it's so good. nasty stuff. God damn. It's so good. All right. Yeah. Do but we have um, anything? What? No, I, I'm done with that one. What what is what is I miss you? Because we we for, before we call it or whatever. Yeah, we got to do. Get too tired. We have to do I miss you. We have to do down. What, and what not is, now. And we have to do not now. We've and, gotta and do it. Another girl on the planet. That's fine though. Oh um, yeah. Well, I mean, you're weird and like that song so much. <laughs> That's fine. A cover song. <laughs> okay. This is when do you like cover songs? It's especially cover songs that sound exactly like the original. Okay. It doesn't sound exactly it like sounds the original. A lot like bite the original. your tongue. It does There's not a lot. There's not a lot of difference. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway. What, what 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 is I miss you on your banger list? Uh that's a that's my six P. Okay. That's my 6B, and then down is my 8B. 
So six and eight. Okay. So where where does that sit for you? Uh, I misused my 10B, and down is my 9B. Okay, all right. I mean, you're wrong in a lot of areas. So um, just for a moment, let's take the lyrics, let's take all the vocals out of I Miss You. Yes. Right? Yeah. song's trash. Absolutely (laughs) trash. (laughs) It's so basic. Fucking trash. It's just two chords. Two two chords that Tom is playing. It's awful. The bass line's super basic, yeah. The only only (laughs) interesting part... Is Travis's playing because he plays with brushes rather than sticks. But even then, I, I honestly cannot give a fuck about that. Yeah, yeah, I know. And like watching them play it acoustically, like, dude, this is dumb. This is stupid. <laughs> like, this is ugh, bad. But bad, this is bad, one of bad. the one of the few times that they've ever played an all acoustic song. I think maybe again, I, because only twice. There's a reason only for that. Twice. There's a reason for that. But what went wrong is a really good acoustic song. Come on, don't be don't be silly. Don't be a silly boy right now. Yeah, that's a good song. <laughs> it's a fucking great song. It's one of their best songs. Top ten right there. Top ten. Blink. What went wrong? But uh, yeah, I miss you. I agree with you, man. It's um, not a lot going on, but it is the it is the the vocals that really set this apart. But mostly Tom's vocals, not really Mark's, but Tom's. Because the voice See, inside my yet, I don't, um, I don't disagree, but I, I, I do put like an asterisk there because I don't think Tom's part drops as hard had it not been for Mark. And I've said that for for many years. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I just, I don't think Tom's part would, the where are you <laughs> would have dropped as hard had we not heard two minutes of Mark just kind of like sliding in with a very monotone, very low end stuff and then we get tom dropping in like that which is just like fuck man it's good like it's real good and i i this is my 10b i think musically it's trash but when tom drops in like my panties drop honestly they <laughs> fucking drop but i do think they would not have dropped as fast had it not been for mark's setup yeah it's like playing volleyball I, right you seem play volleyball true, yeah. you yeah. throw him up and you spike it tom spiked it it's or like the person that set it up or like an alley oop, you know, in basketball, like you an have alley-oop? to have somebody like set good up alley-oop. an alley oop. Yeah, like a good alley oop, a, a Magic Johnson to cream a like a bar, like a know? good cross good Kobe to, to, to your boy Ronaldo, like a good cross to your boy Ronaldo yeah. to fucking right in the goal. Exactly. Don't forget the cross. Don't forget the cross. Got to get the cross. Mark crossed it. He did. He absolutely did. He did. Right. Come on. Like, I come agree. On. No, I totally agree. And and I've always really liked Mark's monotone or like lower register. I feel like he does it so well, and he does it so much on the Plus Forty Four record. He he just he absolutely perfected that kind of lower register, and then you miss out on it so much because he doesn't do a lot on neighborhoods. And then by the time you hear him take essentially lead vocals again, is on California, and Feldy's making him sing out of his range, and it's just like what happened to the lower register. I mean, especially for a guy, as you get older, you know, your voice deepens. Like you, you see it. There are very few singers who keep, keep it up. Who can keep up the, the higher registers. It's rare. And Mark's, like we said, Mark's not a good singer. Why do you, why are you forcing this guy to sing higher than he, he should be? It's yeah. weird. It's ter- It's not good. It's oh not good. God. Feldy. Feldy. Back to, it's always back to Feldy. It's always back to him. It is. It's, it's trash. It's trash. It's like we see. It's because we know the potential of Mark. We know how good he is, but he just he doesn't have the confidence, unfortunately. But dude, the part, God, the part like in between verses, 
when when Mark says, and wishes never ends, and yeah. then says it again, wishes never ends. But then Tom comes in too. <laughs> they've got like a little like small foreshadowing of like what Tom's going to do next. That's oh, so man. good. <laughs> I'm like, really I love Mark's good. verse. I fucking love Mark's verse. I truly do. I love it. I Hello love there. But Angel from my nightmare. <laughs> but like I do like that, that part. That that second part when he says wishes never ends. Mm-hmm. I just like, okay, here we go. I I sit up straight. I say, okay, I'm gonna drop in hard. I'm but then dropping hard. What's so cool right before Tom comes in, there's there's like this momentary lapse. Like the the drums stop and then there's like a couple strumming strumming parts on the guitar and then Tom comes in. Like comes in hard. Like everything comes in all together once Tom starts again. But there's that lull, that lapse like momentary lapse of music and then I think that's another reason why it hits so hard because it comes out of fucking nowhere. I also saw this week that fucking like Travis like claim or or laid claim to fame of the Jack and Sally part. I kind of read that too, but I don't believe it. I don't believe it. What? I think it's just him being cocky. I don't believe it. Come on. Yeah. Like that that guy's never watched a fucking movie in his life, to be honest. I don't know. (laughs) Boring dude. And I, lyrically on this one, I, I kind of wanted to talk about, there, there are three lines in this song that I I really, really like. One of them because it's just so stupid, and the other two because I, I really genuinely kind of like them. The first one being the one I like, and that's it's the line that Mark says where he says, and hear your voice of, wait, no, is it Mark? And hear your voice of treason. No, no, that's Tom. Sorry, shit. Yeah, I really like that line a lot. I like hear your voice of treason. I don't know. I like. I don't just thinking about it. It's just a really cool, a really cool thing. I. I've, it's nice. Well, not nice. Well, it's, but it's, it's 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 effective. I guess. So, like, say. like hear your voice of reason is is what you would is, say to yeah. somebody who's like a rock, right? When 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 like old white ladies say you are my rock, like your <laughs> rock is is your voice of reason. <laughs> And hear Thomas in your voice of treason. It's so, it's, it's so like petty. It's so yeah. disrespectful. It's so like, oh fuck you! But it's done in such an elegant way. Yeah, that you don't even think about it. And then the next line, will you come home and stop this pain tonight? Like hear stop your voice. You, like you just fucking called this woman like a traitor, like the 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 Benedict Arnold, the Anakin Skywalker to your fucking <laughs> life. But then you're asking them to come home and stop this pain tonight. Because you miss them so much that like you don't even care what they yeah, did to yeah. you. Ooh. It's good. It's good. My my favorite line in this song though is uh it's it's a mark line. It, this is actually a mark line. Where it, it's the shadow in the background of the morgue. I love that. I love how it just it instantly paints a picture in your mind. Like it's very creepy, it's eerie, it's dark, it's depressing all at the same time. I I think it, that that line is absolute perfection. See, like Tom's Tom's verse, I think makes more sense to me than Mark's does. Yeah, because like Tom, it, it, Tom is saying something like like something is happening in Tom's verse, whereas like Mark's verse, like like the angel from my nightmare is 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 the, like the angel from my nightmare. Right? You have any nightmare? There's an angel in your nightmare. That's the person. That's that's the thing. That's I don't know. That, uh, that's the light in the attic. The the light at the end of the tunnel, whatever it is, somebody that's saving you from something bad. 
Mm-hmm. Like the shadow in the background of the morgue, I think it's such a fucking cool line. It just sounds it cool. It is really cool. But like, what does that even mean? Like the darkness in the valley. The fucking valley's already dark. I think I think to the way I read those lines, it, it's like it's it's a metaphor to his actual. It's depression and the metaphor in his mind. Like the morgue is his mind. It's the shadow in his mind. It's the shadow in the valley that is his mind. Like I, I feel like that's what it is. It's like this creeping. It's this the creeping depression coming on, and that's what it is. That's the metaphor to me, at least, how I'm how I read it. I've never. I, I still I, to this day I don't want her. I, I, Regardless, I, 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 think I think it's. I think it's. It's really good imagery. It's a really good use of imagery. I think it's word vomit lines. by Mark. I don't. I don't know, but I love yeah, it. It's great. And then the last thing here, it's it's the stupid line that Tom says, "The webs from all the spiders." Spiders. That's the best one. The webs from all the spiders. Catching things and eating their, their insides. insides. Like indecision to call you. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god. Dude, Tom, God, man, Tom's fucking verse on this is just, it's so stupid. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. Like the the use of the cannots twice. Yeah. Solid. somebody at always. It's good. It's, <laughs> it's so goddamn good. But musically, it's a fucking trash song. Yeah. I, I, I don't care to play this song unless you really want to. No. Yeah, I, I don't need to play it. It's, it's if you've ever been so a hot topic, you've heard it. Or if you've 14, watched TV or watched times. anything, you've heard this song. It's it was funny. It was funny in the making of the video, though, that Mark complained um, that his fingers uh, were tearing open because he'd never played like a stand-up bass before. Yeah. So he he was asking for like super glue so he could super glue the tips of his fingers <laughs> so they don't split open. And um, I, for one, I don't think he actually did super glue his fingers. I think it was just for show because he's a, he's probably a little, little wuss. And yeah. two. It was funny because I was like, oh, I relate to that because I played bass once at my neighbor's house a couple weeks ago and it hurt my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. That was good. Times. That was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. The music video, I think it's so cheesy. It's so stupid. like it's emo of its time. I don't even really want to talk about the video. It's just too silly, too stupid. Just and, like and it's annoying that fucking video. Travis like couldn't dress up for it. Like everyone's dressing know, up. Right? Like you just wore you 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 put on a white t shirt and put fucking overalls on or suspenders. suspenders yeah, yeah, whatever the fuck those are called. You had to be too cool, huh? Like it, God, it's, it's like, annoying. Get over yourself. That's what it is. It's so annoying sometimes. Very irritating. But so, are you ready to move on from "I Miss You"? Yeah, I don't even really care to talk about the lyrics anymore. But that's fine. Um, you want to talk about down? What What do you want to do? Should we do some deeper cuts? What do you think? We should at least do down, and then um, deep cuts, and then I don't know. That's I just want to. All I want to do is not now. That's all I care about. Okay, let's fuck it. Let's oh, fuck down. Down by nine and B. I don't really care about it that much. That's, that's I, I will. Say, I will say. I will say. Like down is so goddamn good when Tom does it by himself. Honestly. Oh, acoustic. Yeah, it's fucking oh my great. god, it's so goddamn good. Like it is. Like this song was written, he wrote it to do by himself, and it's unreal. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, every time, but, every time I've seen him do it, it's so cool because when it gets to the chorus, he always has the crowd just sing the down parts, and then he'll go right back into it. It's it's so fucking rad. And I do remember there was I forgot it wasn't on the doc this documentary. It was another video I saw about the making of this record. 
and he was writing he was showing travis the that that main riff and down and he's like it's something really weird tell me if you can figure out how to play it on the drums like it's just weird timing so he plays it for travis and travis is just like yeah it's just this it's like a four four beat it's nothing like he pretty much like alluded he pretty much like said to tom like you're fucking stupid like this is just a really straightforward riff that you're playing but tom thought it was like something super complicated that (laughs) travis was gonna have a hard time with but which which is like 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 if mark had said yeah this is fucking dumb you're an idiot it's so easy then it would be like uh, endearing but because travis did it it's like disrespectful and (laughs) clearly uh, a lack of camaraderie well i mean in the video they they both laugh about it like it's still kind of done like they were still they still thought it was funny but it was kind of embarrassing too like but travis is a douchebag yeah 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 Travis Travis is the type of guy that like if he had never if he never talked to Tom or Mark again for the rest of his life, I don't think he'd be sad. <laughs> Whereas like I honestly still believe like Tom and Mark are, are sad about everything that happened and and just before they even started talking again, I feel like they were both sad about what had happened between the two of them. I think so. Whereas too. Travis I don't think he fucking cares. No. I really I don't. Think don't. So either. I really don't. I, I, I'm 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 in agreement with you, in agreement with you. Fuck him. <sighs> All right. So musically, yeah, this is um, it's a pretty straightforward song. It's a very, it's a slow song, really, but it's super catchy. The title waves they rip right through me. Fuck, that's a cool line though, too. That's a really cool line. The down 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 part is the the worst part of it, but I don't know. And Again, the, I, I, that's that's, the that's why. I, well, I mean, but like that's why this part, that's why this out, that's a song is really good when Tom's is by himself because you're missing a lot of things, and Tom sings a little bit faster. The, the title is "It Drip Right Through Me." Tears yeah. wide, run cold and sad. It's not drawn out. It's very. He he's kind of like rushing through it, so you're getting all these words in, and it's just him by himself, and it's yeah. uh I don't know. This, this song itself is very, very adolescent, very, very teenage, angsty, right? Your vows of silence fall all over, <laughs> like vows of silence. Like, like imagine you're you're in a car with some with some girl or you 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 love or you like, and you ask her a question. She's she answers three seconds after you ask the question, but in those three seconds, your mind's going a mile a minute. So when he says your vows of silence. You don't take vows of silence. You take a vow of silence. Yeah, that's true. You don't take true. vows of silence. So this is just like his adolescent mind going a mile a minute, overthinking everything. <laughs> and that's that's cute. It's fun. Uh, anyway. So. Anyway. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. What, what I was going to say is the, the this can't be the end part that Travis says. This, this can't be the end. That's so terrible. That's so it's dumb. fucking awful. It's fucking terrible. But whatever. I just How wanted to throw that one out that? there. It's so dumb. It doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. But yeah, well, let's um, let's do your uh, let's, let's 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 do your jam. Let's do your one B. Okay, let's do it. Oh, uh, real quick too, the video for Down, Terry Crews. Terry Crews is in this fucking video. Love Terry Crews. <laughs> he plays a fucking cop in it. It's so ridiculous. After Not especially after watching so, cop, right? so much Brooklyn Nine Nine, like, yeah, I, I can't take it seriously. I just can't take the video seriously. But anyway, uh, yeah, not Dude, now. Terry Crews has had, has had a very prolific 
entertaining life. Football player, addict, a lot of lot of uh, lot of ups and downs for that man. Yeah, it's true. It's very I true. Him. I do too. I'm I'm a fan of Terry. Okay, so finally we can get into the to not now. Yes, technically, technically my God. my biggest banger, my one B off of this record, uh, and your zero fun. So uh, you didn't you didn't rank this as a banger at all, right? Um, well, it wasn't released on the album, so. Well, it was released on the UK version of the album as a wow. bonus track. So, it 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 was it was on the album some pl- somewhere in the in it the was world. Officially released like after the album came out, but that's okay. <laughs> It was also on the uh, the greatest hits compilation that came out. I think two years later, after they had broken up, and there was even a music video for it. But the video was pretty much just like clips from the like live shows and like their USO tour and some behind the scenes stuff too. Um, but dude, this song, the song is unreal. Like his his guitar part is just so catchy. It's a very heavy song. Um, it has high and low moments. It's I I just don't even know the the chorus the please stay until I'm gone I'm here hold on it's what the fuck is he doing what is he doing <laughs> I have no idea what he does it's, it's it's insane oh my god dude it's unbelievable I, what do you think of this I one? will say like like I don't I've never understood like your your obsession with this song and I remember like at Esperanza in like the field just playing guitar like really late at night playing this song like with oh, you I just love like playing this song in the field and i just like this is not like a, the greatest blink song i, I, just, I love I, playing still this song to guitar. this day i don't uh, ever under, i don't understand it i just love it his, really really good his like his fluid motions when he plays the the parts that just the way both hands have to move and like play with one another. It's just, it's so, it's just so smooth and kind of almost at points it's very swingy. And I don't know, man, the, the guitar playing, the drumming, it's not, the drumming on this isn't like crazy. It's, it's straight into the point. There's nothing flashy on it. It's just, it's all about melody in this song. Everything is about melody, especially between Tom and the guitar. It's like you were saying, like, uh, this is this is one of those examples where he plays perfectly in harmony with his vocals on this, and dude, I fucking love it. I fucking love this song. It's unreal okay. how good this song is. It's a good song. I love this song. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's better than good. This is a banger, uh, absolutely through and through. Wow, man. Wow. I just, I can't get <laughs> I over. Mean, it. I just I, I get, a, I'm just like blown but, away by this song every time I hear. But it. like, this is not like a top like ten. 15 blink songs. Say no. that. How can you even say this that? This might be like a top 20 blink song, maybe. <sighs> maybe. But think about how cool it is like that like leading back into the heavy part where where Travis is playing like the the snare right there it's, and then Tom's just hitting the the acoustic guitar singing along and then that na 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 it's fucking great. Hey Nancy. Oh, I, I don't know. Feels I'm, good and <laughs> His voice is so whiny in this one, and it's so high. I think this is probably the the. And what is like with all the the God imagery here? Like all of a sudden, yeah. There's now, a lot like, of that. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Which is, I mean, for good or bad, it's it's just it's just it's it's uh, it's out of but, character, right? 
Like that, but it's when you, above all else. When you read about like what how like the inspiration of the lyrics, it's about death. It's about, you know, seeing somebody you love die and you you wanted to say goodbye but it's just too late and you're just kind of begging to whatever higher power, just like, you know, just give me one more chance to say goodbye and do this. And this is another one of those songs where I, I was saying like, you know, Go is a very emotional song, a very deep song. This is also, I feel, one of those deep songs on the record because it talks about mortality and, and just not being able to say goodbye to somebody that you love. And it's, 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 it's a sad song. And yeah, he does use the God imagery, but he's using it, I think, not necessarily because he's like a devout Christian, but I think it's just that's kind of all he knew growing up. And that's like, for example, like you, you grew up fairly Christian Catholic, you know what I mean? So it's like, you're not going to like, if something bad happens, you're not going to say like, pray to Allah or whatever, you know, you're going to, you're going to say God, you know, that that's kind of, that's your, your thing. That's how you grew up. And I feel like it's the same way with this song. Okay. That's just what he knows. I don't think it's an overtly religious song at all. It's just it's a more of a song of desperation when somebody around you dies suddenly or without saying goodbye. That's what I got on this one lyrically. Okay, okay. but I I, I, I I see that. Okay, I gotta play it. I I just gotta play, play it. So play I, I cut out some of the intro, but yeah, here we go. Not now from Blink. From Bleak 182. The best song on the record, my 1B. Technically, my 1B. Where do you think you would rank this song within the album? Um, I'd probably like. Mm, would it be. I'd, I'd see like four. Midway. You'd put it that high? Yeah, maybe four or five. Oh, no, because okay. I got. I, no, maybe six. Because I, I, I have violence in my 5B. 
And, okay. and like, God damn. Silence is fucking good. <laughs> so I, I probably, I would say four to seven. No, no, okay. no higher than four, no lower than, yo, God, no lower than seven. Gosh. Yeah, no higher than four, no lower than seven, probably somewhere in between. Okay. That's kind of what a really, really good song. And I, I, I always joke saying like, we should, we should do another girl, another planet because that's just like the Mark, uh, it's the uh, Mark, Mark song. It's just like Mark keeping up with, with, with not now. Yeah, but and then while, even while it is a really, really cover. good cover, like it's a solid cover, it's better than the original for sure. The original is oh, yeah. dumb. Um, original, it's it's weird, but it's not no, that it's much different. It's dumb. It's, <laughs> it's fine. It's, dumb. it's fine. But it's nothing. Um, I mean, it's not not now. Yeah, not, not now. No, 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 not now. And this is a song that I don't understand why it was not on the record. It should have been on the record. Where would this fit though? This would not fit on the record. Like, what, like, where would you put this in the record? I would put this probably. I I would put it after Asthenia, between Asthenia this, and this would, and always. This would have to be a later song. I think the sequencing after Go is bad because I don't like all of this into all of this into. Here's your letter. It's mm-hmm. fine. I get it. Okay, whatever. Like you need here's your letter there at the end part to kind of like break up the I think monotony of like easy target, which is very monotonous, even though it's aggressive, very monotonous. Yeah, it's all of this thing. and then like I'm lost without you. I think like not now definitely should be in the end of this of this album. If anything, it could have replaced Here's Your Letter. I I like that song. I love that song. But I feel like Here's Your Letter was only put in there because I'm Lost Without You was in there. It was an example of like, well, if Tom gets a song, I get a song, you know? Because I, I feel like when it comes to the the main part of this record, those two songs are the songs that are like, okay, you could kind of do without this. Like all of this obviously is is probably like one of the worst songs on the record, but I kind of get what they were doing. It was something interesting, different, but Here's Your Letter and I'm Lost Without You just are like, they're kind of fillers, but they're not fillers because they, they're, they're that fucking good. But the album could have ended with all of this. And and here's your letter is my six B, but yeah. I'm lost without you. My eleven B, and I for sure like had you taken both of those albums, the both of the songs off this album, like my opinions of this album would not have changed. Yeah, I I, I kind of equate it to on neighborhoods. You have like fighting the gravity is Mark, is the Mark song, the weird Mark song, and then. Love is dangerous is the Tom song. Like those songs, you could take out of that out of neighborhoods, and it's fine. They're great songs, but you could take them out, much like you can take "Here's Your Letter" and "I'm Lost Without You," and it's fine. Yeah, I kind of equate it to that. I'm okay with that. On top of that, but I, I think not putting "Not Now" after Asthenia would be better because Asthenia, his Tom's vocals are higher in that song, much like in this song, they are higher. So I feel like you kind of you need those two songs next to each other to kind of I don't know I don't not not balance each other out because that that wouldn't make sense but you need one one high pitched song after the other and then go into go and then finish up with easy target because easy target really is oh no there's always two always, always. Yeah. I think I think in between always and easy target put not now in between always and, e- and easy target because always is slow 
through and through. At least not yeah. now. Kind of like gets aggressive and fast, which is a good transition to easy target. If you put if you put not now in between always and easy target and got rid of here's your letter and lost without you, I I would be. It could be good. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be happy. Because <laughs> I I don't like all all of this is my thirteen B, but I love it as a closer. If it was a closer. Like it would be a cool fucking closer. Yeah, yeah. We should have we should have sequenced this album. We should have fucking produced this record instead of Jerry Finn. No, Jerry Finn's great. Like I'm saying, he's absolutely great. <laughs> I know, I know. But we're better. Well, I mean, so. of course we are better. But I was trying to be <laughs> modest. But that's fine. Um, can't, can't even defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> I know, oh, dude, that's so fucked up. That's so fucked. Up. <laughs> no. All right, <laughs> that's that's terrible. That's terrible. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> he's been he's been dead for a long time now, right? I think he died in what? No, yeah, it's not too 2009? soon. Two thousand nine or two thousand eight? No, we can make fun of other people for dying. Everybody dies at some point. Well, that's Everybody true. Everybody dies. Is that REM song? No, it's Everybody Hurts. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. You were trying to make a joke, but okay, that went over my joke. head. That's it wasn't funny. funny. Yeah, that's fine. All right, so what um, what other songs do you want to talk about? Do you want to wrap it up? What do you want to do? I'm good. You die. We 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 hit the main points. I don't think that I have anything. I mean, of e- course, w- we what, what 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 banger is Easy Target? Just a curiosity. Easy Target, you know, without not now, obviously, that's my 10B. <laughs> it's my 12B. Only because you know we did we used to play this song a lot, God. but the, but there's not a lot to this song. Like it's a very short it's song. Not. It's not. It's catchy, but it's it's a weaker part of the song. But what I thought I've always thought was really cool about the song is that Travis recorded every drum part individually and then put them all together, and then they put them all in all together in Pro Tools. So like he he only recorded the snare and then put that as one file, the the hi hat as one file, and then just spliced it all together. So when you actually listen to, it, you're like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Like there, there's too many hits on the hi hat to make sense with the you'd have to have three arms to essentially yeah, exactly. to play this song and for years it confused me because i i could tell like it's impossible to play and then reading about it more several years ago i realized okay this this is why because it was recorded all fucked up but yeah. the only like the, the only actual good exciting uh, melodic part is the, the run 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 only let me yeah. out like that part yeah. otherwise i don't know also the it's guitar part at the song. end but then the guitar part at the end, that, yeah, that part's fucking rad. But then that leads right into all of this, which is essentially the the slow version of Easy Target, which is cool too. It's it's a really cool transition, but it should have just transition. been one song. Honestly, it really should have been one song. That would have well, been that, that would have made it really cool. They weren't ready to write like a Bohemian Rhapsody type of song at this point. They I mean, were almost, but there, it essentially but they weren't is. ready. It essentially but they is. Were ready. But it is. It's it's one song. They're I mean, they're still not ready. It just would have been more ambitious had they made it one track, but it really is one song when you think about it. I I I agree. But anyway, uh I mean the other big ones we didn't talk about were Stockholm Syndrome and uh and Violence, which absolute fucking bangers. That my my four and seven B right there. Five and eight, baby. Much. 
but I do want to talk about that the the videos they made real quick, like the the enhanced CDs, where they yeah. they recorded like live not live but essentially music videos for these two songs, and it was it was really cool and it was cool. But hey, I, cool, okay. Right. I I liked them. They're, it was they're cool videos. I like watching the band play, even though it's not technically live performance like videos, them. but that's fine. Uh, and then the, the album artwork. I've never liked this album artwork. I've always thought it was stupid. It's um, it, it's like same with neighborhoods. Terrible artwork. Neighborhoods would have been super fucking cool if like the buildings were trimmed in like bright pink. Oh, or, okay. Or yeah. some color to kind of like correspond with the rebranding. And yeah. this this is a rebranding of Blink. This is them like growing up, right? Like this tour. When we went to go see him, when you saw them, we, we this is a rebranding of Blink. Yeah, this yeah. is a this is a different era of Blink. They're they are getting away from the the fart jokes and the dick jokes and and growing up. So I understand that it's like a rebranding, but um, it is not like like this yeah, is like the way this it was, is your it was... icon. You went from like a cool fucking bunny, like the loser kids shit. With like the bunny, like the little skanking bunny, yeah, like that was so iconic. The and this, this is only iconic because it came from your fucking most popular album. Or even like you know, That's Enema. It. Enema had the, like the whole pill thing, you know, the the red, white, and blue pill thing. That that was cool and and great marketing, honestly. And then Toy Page had the very stripped down kind of like symbols, which I thought was really cool too. Like completely strip it down, no fluff at all. And then you get this album, and it's it's just very busy. Like you can say it's it's simplified, but it's still very busy. Like you have the the five arrows, you have the smiley face, you have the the colors that that don't really that don't match up with the rest yeah, of the why, album. Why is there blue and why is there pink? Like what like what do those yeah, what colors does it signify? Why why yeah? It's there's a lot of stuff going on here. You're right. It's busy. It's too much. Yeah, you, I, I don't know. And the neighborhoods, obviously, like like we said, it's. There's a lot going on on that cover, and the only cool thing about the neighborhoods cover is like you know it has the little like everybody like the kid their kids' names and people that that are close to them like DJ AM is spelled out somewhere. Like when you really look at the cover, it's really it's actually kind of cool in that way when you, when you can look See, for I, all the names like Rose Waldo. That. I fucking hate that. But you love but you love Dookie from Green Day. It's That's the same what I'm thing. saying. Like you're not Dookie though. Like yeah. get out of here. That, you're yeah. not fucking Dookie, and that wasn't. That was a different guy doing like an album for Green Day, who decided to just like put whatever he liked into the Dookie mm-hmm. cover, not like what, what Billy Joe wanted or Trey wanted, like like the, like the neighborhoods thing. Like cause you can see DJ AM on like graffiti on one of the side of the buildings, and it's hard to see anyway because everything's black, white, or gray. True, yeah. And it's yeah. just it's a really really cool concept and really good artwork. Just the color clash is. Atrocious. Well, you needed. Horrible. Well, no, you needed more clash. That that's the thing. It was too, it was too monotone. You needed some color in there to to kind of make it pop. Like, why not just like line the rooftops in pink? Like, why not just do something in pink? You have, like, everything you're doing is pink. Or even, or even the the colors of the the self titled, the turquoise and the pink. You know, kind of mix the turquoise and pink in there with the buildings. Showing you know this is this is the next step, and they even re. But and what's even crazier is when they put out neighborhoods, they rebranded the smiley face circle, and instead of the five, they put it they put six six arrows yeah. to represent the sixth album. So why didn't they just 
do that with the color scheme on on the neighborhood's album it's weird like why why change one thing and not the other it would have been a much better album cover i agree with you on that but it's i mean i mean just like going along with the neighborhood's being the sixth album yeah 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 six album yes yeah okay. six album well but it's not the sixth it, album because it's it isn't, it isn't, yeah. Because <laughs> fucking, fucking Mark, you know, being... Because it's not the sixth album, actually. God, Mark is so annoying sometimes. And then that whole thing Mark came out with, like, two years ago, like how Blink, oh, Blink, it's not capitalized, it's a lowercase b. It's like, what? Like, nobody has ever said this until you said this right now. I think it's always been lowercase b, though. I don't know. Yeah, don't it's always been lowercase b, for sure. Yes, I guess. Like it for the, sure. I'm, I'm actually looking at the cover art right now for this album for Untitled, and yeah, it's like lowercase. I'm pretty That's sure annoying. like it's always been lowercase b, with no dash 182. Well, there, there is a dash on the Untitled because I am looking at it right now. There is the dash, but it is lowercase b. Whatever though, ah, it's the little things I guess that annoy us. It's been like on Dude Ranch because I still have my Dude Ranch sitting up on the on the record thing there. Uh, it's all caps. The B L I N K is all caps. I think. So that's I not think fair on. Either. I think on Enema of the State. I think it's all caps as well. I could be mistaken though. Like all the marketing for Enema, I think was all caps. Anyway. 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 Do we have? Yeah, do we have anything uh, left on this record? I'm good. That's I'm it. Good. Okay. All right. So let's uh, let's wrap it up. Give our final thoughts, and then we're gonna we're gonna give our um, our rating of the record. Uh, According to our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album. You're going to continue to listen to it. One album, one dude. Let me start this one over. There you go. Here we go. Here we go. This is a tough one. All right. So we're going to rate this record uh, with our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album. You're going to continue to listen to one is a bad album, but give it a shot. And zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So, what do you got, Jeff? (laughs) I don't think we've ever given anything a zero. <laughs> no, Fine. we haven't. No. <laughs> it's, it's funny because if Poison you're going was to close, give like a, but it, if you're going to give a scale from like X to Y, like theoretically some things would need to be Y, right? To be perfect and some things would also need to be X to yeah, give that yeah. scale credence. But I don't think we've ever given anything less than like a point five. I think yeah, I think poison was the only thing we ever gave a point five to. Maybe we gave it a two, a, a point two five. I I feel like poison. We wouldn't even give it like a one. No, no, we no, we didn't give poison a one. You don't I, think I, so? I really, I really don't think we did. We'd have to go back and listen, but I really don't think we did. <laughs> so I, I mean, <laughs> that album sucked, dude. Blink, blink's blink is um, that Blink One Eighty Two is 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 uh, one of the most highly influential bands. Of the '90s, of the 2000s, just straight up, we're we're talking paving way for a different generation of music, whether it be good or bad. I don't know. It's just uh, they were the forerunners. They they did something that that other people were just not doing well enough. I mean, Descendants were doing the pop punk thing well before Blink did, um, but not quite to the poppy, catchy, melodic stuff that Blink did. Like mm-hmm. nobody has ever done it, like ever. Some forty one close, good Charlotte close, but my God, like Blink just, yeah, Blink was something else. 
they they, <laughs> they added they added a fun factor to where you listen to a Blink song and it's fun. Blink's yeah. music was was fun and they were pegged as just like dick jokes and fun. And then this one came out. And this was not fun. It's not a fun album. This is uh <laughs> like on the surface, this is very melancholy. This is very uh thoughtful. This is very down tempo. This is this is everything. But like still, they're not great musicians. Tom's guitar parts are not fucking he's no Tom Morello, he's no Brian May, he's no you know what I mean? Like he's he's no, no virtuoso yeah. here writing guitar parts. He's Mark, just a, even worse. Good. A good songwriter. God damn, he's just a good songwriter. And so when you listen to this album on the on the, on the one hand, it's 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 dark, it's uh it's thoughtful, it's really good, it's really catchy, it's really pop punky. But on the other hand, it's it's very um it's very basic. There's not much to it aside from the production. Mm-hmm. And I um I, I cannot believe that Jerry Finn fell so hard with Enema. But climb back up so high with this one. I know, and right? <laughs> if I like, honestly, if I was going to give like an MVP, it'd be Jerry Venn to this one because Enemy of the State is a fucking joke compared to this. It truly is. It's a fucking joke. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. Compared to this, like Enema of the State is a uh, is a blemish on, on his report card because this is. <laughs> Are you sure this you want to say so that? F- I'm absolutely. I, the I can. The I can literally give you his production. 100%. I can give you one album right now that you would say is worse than Enema of the State, production-wise. Every every aspect. I can give you one album right now that you would. I know for sure you would say is worse than Enema. Because if you if you took the production out of Enema of the State, you would have a better Dude Ranch. You would. You yeah, would have a more melodic. You would have a more aggressive. You have a faster. You would have a better Dude Ranch. But yeah. because of the production, you now have a. You now have one of the worst Blink albums of the Tom era. <laughs> That's fair. You That's might fair. now have the worst album of the Tom era. That's so, fair. I don't know. I don't know. I, I this album is so goddamn good. It's so fantastic. This is. Uh, I don't know. Everybody likes this album. What do we want me to say? This is perfect. Three out of three. It's stupid. This is. This that's is what dumb. I want you I, to say. Yeah, that's all I want. That's all I got. That's all I got. Three out of three. <laughs> what are you thinking though? What are you thinking? What What is what? Like production wise, like what do you think? Oh, what album I was thinking? Produ- yeah, production ruined oh, the album. Oh well, I wouldn't say production, but I know a band like AFI. You hate Crash oh. Love. You yeah. fucking hate Crash Love. He produced that record. Yeah, but that without him, that album still would have sucked. The songs were trash. <laughs> the songs were so like, fucking good. Like I when you hear Enema songs without Jerry Finn, uh, M Tats, they're really fucking good. Yeah, that's true. So like Jerry Finn ruined Enemy of the State. But you haven't heard Crash Love without Jerry Finn, so <laughs> Well, that is true. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um to my final thoughts. Uh I think I mean the, the this album was was perfect in its time because it was the perfect progression from, you know, everything that they had done even prior to Jerry Finn, you know, from from the Cheshi to Trombino's Dude Ranch to when Jerry Finn took over, which, you know, like you just said, you know, it was a little kind of a dip uh, to some people like us. But man, dude, dip. he fucking ripped it Trench. up with this. He fucking, it's it's just unreal that you can go from Enema to this, sti- like within four years, three, four years. Like it's it's unreal. 
it really is unreal that he he was able to pull this together with the band and <laughs> especially with a band that was very fractured you know they they weren't they were not really getting or at least Tom and Mark were not really getting along you know they it was just it was a weird time for the band and for him to pull it out pull it off with with this record is truly remarkable um all the pop melodies are here the the grittiness this is this is this is just a little bit of everything uh from several different genres and it's um it's fucking good man and i'm not going to drag this on any longer i'm just going to give this a perfect three out of three i don't do it often but uh, yeah it's a perfect three out of three absolutely you know it's almost like it's almost like enema the state was a written album like it was it was done through and through all the songs were written and Jerry Finn just added touches to it, like a cake that's already been like baked. Yeah, and yeah. he's just adding like piping, like that was Enema. Mine, this one, he had a hand in the baking process, so the cake itself is now better quality. Yeah, because Enema's a done album. Like you take Jerry Finn's production out, you still have the bare bones songs there. Yeah, they're still there. Yeah, un- untouched. Well, you you can even make that, but you can make that argument with Toy Page as well. No, Toy Patch is completely different because now Travis is writing songs to the band. No, he is. He is. But he's still not as engaged as as he is on this one, which is, I mean, I guess, yeah, in the end, it's a nice progression from Enema to this, but he's still, he's not as, not nearly as engaged on Toy Patch. I mean, even I think, like Toy I think Badge, even you that see, record, he's you still- You see Tom still, and Mark writing better songs together, pushing themselves and having fun. Yeah. This one, this one is is there's there's the I don't know there's something missing between them two, and that's where Jerry Finn came in to to kind of like say hey Tom come sit over here hey Mark come sit over here like like a babysitter like Jerry Finn acts as a babysitter here for these great <laughs> ideas, I guess. I mean, as 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 like some people would say he he was a mediator, but what you're saying is he came in as as a babysitter. Yeah, a, a mediator is for adults. These are not adults. He was, he was a babysitter. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right, so we both gave this record a, a three out of three. A perfect record. I mean, it, you just can't deny it. It's it's too damn good. So, I don't know. Do we have it? Do you have anything else on this one, or we we kind of good to just kind of finish this up and that's it. Can't get home. deny it. Can't pretend. <laughs> That's a good song, dude. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to the podcast. Go to, you know, you know the drill. Give us five stars. That's all That's all we care about. We just need validation for what we do. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's all. Drift it. Drift it. Twisted transistor. <laughs> Why? He has to say he can't say like his song. He can't say fucking go, or or, or here's your letter is his favorite song. He's gonna well, say Tom song. How can he? I mean, this is the song is <laughs> leaps and bounds better than those two songs. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cheesy. It's, it's so bad. I'm so sick of fights. I, I hate, hate them. them. <laughs> <laughs>